Hello and welcome to episode 47 and second anniversary episode of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we're officially second edition, aren't we? I think. Sort of, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, does this count? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy who's been doing this long enough that his beard has gained him entry to the Space Wolves, it's Cameron. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Um, I'm, I refuse the traditional drink of Nyal upon entering because I know that would kill me. <laughs> I got in through the beard alone, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, I think that's brilliant justification for growing it as well. Oh, yeah. Got to look like a Fenrisian wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it keeps people away on public transport as well, trust me. It was my tactic when I was at uni. <laughs> so look as disheveled as you can, and no one will bother to talk to you. It's really great for long trips. Uh, <laughs> don't There's take a- that advice, please. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a hell of some life advice there. <laughs> See, that's what we're doing now. We're into our sort of second year of this. We're, we're just giving out mm. life advice, not just Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to become an advice show. We're coming after the McElroys. <laughs> See you. <laughs> oh well yes it's like i said it's going to be a special one to a degree because like i said mm. it's our second anniversary so the plan for this episode is we're going to do our usual hobby and news we'll try and keep them quite short um, i mean to be fair there's not that much news today i mean today's the 22nd of 22nd. february uh there will mm. be news later because of the toy fair but this is being recorded before that, so we won't know about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have to wait till next time. So yes, like I said, we'll do hobby and news. Keep it short, and then, as sort of promised over the last few episodes, we are going to devote the rest of the episode to creating a forty k night one on one or sort of night game uh, using yeah. your, you know big nights uh, in a mm. duel sort of contest. But uh, we'll mm. save that obviously for a bit, little bit later in this episode. So there won't be a discussion topic because, like I said, we will probably need to devote the rest of the show to yeah. that particular thing. Right. Okay, so that is the plan for this episode. We'll do a few bits of admin and shout-outs, and then we'll get stuck into the hobby section. So uh, what's first? Right, we have a winner a winner of our mm. tour converted on contest it was uh, an awesome contest thank you very much for everyone that entered everyone was yeah awesome with their entries i mean what i particularly oh, liked man. they're all completely different <laughs> you know we had sort of oh a, yeah about a 50 50 mix between you know imperium and yeah. chaos sort of i think it's yeah about, i think about so. 50 50 something like that and yeah. which is you know fantastic um all mm. were completely different you know, nothing was, yeah. you know, identical. Um, obviously, the, the contest was to use uh, Tor Garadon as the base and then basically just go crazy with Kit Passion and converting, mm. uh, leave mm. him leave him as he is and write a little, you know, little uh, background for the character as well. And um, yeah. he already knows the, that he's the winner, but like, Meth <laughs> from our Discord server was the voted winner. Mm. We put it up on Twitter and left it as a public vote because keeps it fair that way and yeah a mm. uh, very worthy winner um i mean everyone i mean obviously everyone had equal chance of winning but i oh, yeah. you know he he really did well with his particular entry which was a iron warriors grand demon smith valak torgoth and mm. yeah if God, you, that's awesome it, it really was <laughs> um if you want to see 
the entry and uh, obviously want to see the write-up that came with it if you want to go onto our twitter at realm and ruin you'll be able to see it on there it was posted a few days ago uh, i'll mm. try if i remember i'll put it in the show notes as well <laughs> i'll put the link to it so definitely worth checking mm. and congratulations meth you are gonna win a gw voucher once we sort that out for you and yeah obviously the the best thing eternal glory you know priceless yes so well done to him uh right what's next uh uh, i'm sort of repeating myself on this one but uh, again just a big thank you to some of the feedback that we've had for the mental health episode that we released a little while ago uh, a few weeks ago it i mean obviously people are getting around to you know listening to it and obviously in turn we're then you know people are sending us messages or you know messaging adrian who obviously came on the show and things like that and like i said just you know, a massive thank you to all the lovely feedback we've had from that. It really seems to have hit home with quite a few people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, just it's, again, it's just a thank you. Um, I mean, some of it was amazing. I think Cameron, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of really touching uh, feedback from that. And I'm just really happy uh, people are enjoying it and feeling a little more open to talk about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> like I said, if you've not checked it out, uh, go check it out if you think it would be something you'd you know enjoy listening to. But uh, no, again, mm. thank you to everyone that has given us some lovely feedback. Um, and as always, talking to feedback, if you want to contact us, obviously, or support us, give us an iTunes review. It's all greatly appreciated. Any uh, links are all down in the show notes in your podcast player of choice. Right, okay. Mm. And as always, you can join our great, amazing, gigantic lovely <laughs> discord server and it's always free to join and the link will be, yeah. again will be down in the yeah. show notes uh, if you join you can ask us a question and we will answer it on the show mm. and this is today's question i like this one all right this comes from chris womble of doom yes ah. that's that's what he's now known as and <laughs> chris asks is there a character faction game or unit that you feel you should like based on the other stuff you like but you just don't so Ooh. Mm. so Ooh. i know this is interesting and also you know one thing i will say and this is on behalf of myself and cameron obviously anything we do mm. say is just put you know just personal opinion so don't get offended oh yeah no no we're not favorite. slamming anyone <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know we're all we're all like different things so yeah so uh do you want yeah. me to do you want me to kick it off let you time yeah so to- it, was, it, was, it was character faction or unit? Or game? Yeah, but uh, so, game. Basically, so basically okay. anything yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Uh, oh anything, God! Anything in GW <laughs> that um, that you you know in theory it it, it ties mm. in with stuff that you usually like, but just for yeah, whatever yeah. reason just doesn't really click with you. So um, mm. I'll I'll do a few of mine so it gives you time yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to think. Um, uh, I was thinking right if I switch it over to AOS first. Um, I think for me normal Skaven. And what I mean by normal okay. Skaven, I just mean your 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 clan rats, your normal I like I like your rat ogres and the the big clan Skyra ones, which I've forgotten what they're called. Is it warp fiends? Or am I making that up? Um, I can't remember. The big the big jacked up yeah. ones. I, and mm. I love like vermin lords, you know, corruptor and things like that. I think they're mm-hmm. awesome. I've just don't really click with the normal Skaven. Um mm. don't know why. I think they're co- I love their background. I love their conniving ways and the way their sort of hierarchy works i love their law i just don't really dig them as a faction really i think i think it's mm. aesthetically i just don't really dig rat men as a thing you know for whatever yeah, reason yeah um 
but if I did, I would do the big ones. I would, I'd have an army of big, <laughs> big rat men. I just wouldn't have the little ones. Um, but then I, th- I suppose I'm not really a horde army sort of person because yeah, it's yeah. not my thing. So that would be one probably. But again, it's not really any criticism to them. Um, another one, and this is quite encompassing and quite a controversial one. I'd say Grand Alliance Death in general. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. not, I love, I love anything. You know, death related, that's is a hell of a sentence to say in public. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love, you know, again, the concept, I love Nagash. He's one of my favorite characters in, in, well, back in the day and obviously now in AOS. But I think there's none of the death factions have ever really grabbed me. Again, lore wise, there's some cool stuff going on. And I love them, you know, obviously with their sort of place in the Soul Wars at the moment. But again, I think aesthetically, I don't really dig any of them particularly uh, particularly feck I, I i really want to love feck i want to love i love the concept i love their you know this sort of <laughs> are they bretonians uh you know and, and things like that i love the yeah. their, their sort of you know the delusions and such like they suffer i think you know their background is awesome again i just don't really dig their models i don't think they're not mm. for me mm. um and again i think with the other ones like even the you know even the recently with the bone reapers they're cool again i love them as a faction mm. but they're just not like it's the one sort of alliance that just doesn't really ever drag me in sort of aesthetically. Yeah. It's not quite the faction yeah. that's for me in there. Legions of the Gash. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and what's the other one? I forgot. Mm. There's another one. No. <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, I, I think that's in general. Um, and then I think quickly just switching over to the 40 K side, mm. um, Harlequins, um, okay. which again is, yep. you know, quite controversial. I think there, I, <laughs> I think if they weren't in 40k, I would re- I would really really like them. I think mm. again, this is quite controversial, but I think I don't. I'm, I've always been unsure of their place in 40k. Like I know right. they're they're sort of, you know, maybe adding a bit of uh, Xenos humor to a degree to the uh, to the mm. grim dark universe. But I I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel they have their place in the universe, and especially as a faction itself. I think if they mm. were sort of a thing that's just bolted onto craft worlds or such, then I would sort of accept them all. But as a, as their own faction, I, I don't know. I again, they just don't appeal really. Um, again, they, I mean, mm. they're amazing models. Don't, again, don't get me wrong. They're amazing oh, models. Yeah. And yeah. what some people do with them is unbelievable. It's just, I don't, they're not grim darker enough for me, to be honest. <laughs> um, and Fair I think, <laughs> and I think lastly, before, while I'm having pops at factions at the moment, <laughs> um gene stealer cults as well um again i love the law behind them i love the fact that they're you know the the trickery that they're up to i love the fact that you know the the, where they come from how they're sort of you know the patriarch and and their ties to the the tyranid hive mind again i think it's aesthetically i don't really like them to be honest Mm. um okay they're it's i think it's their heads to be honest, I think it, <laughs> I think it, it doesn't. I just don't like the way their faces look. Yeah, I just don't. No, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I mean, again, I'm not criticizing mm. because there's some awesome models. It just aesthetically, yeah, yeah. they just, yeah, not really. They're not. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of that sort of look. To be honest. Um, mm. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I want to like them. Um, well, I don't mm. dislike them. Mm. I just wouldn't. And, yeah, it's a it's a funny question, really, because it. I, that's why I'm sort of p- picking up at factions because I think that's easier. Because I I was sort of looking through models yeah. and I it was mm. I couldn't really pinpoint particular models or units. It was more just like mm, just that faction mm. in general. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that's fair. That's you fair. know. But uh, is there anything mm. anything you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. There's a few things. Um, I'll start with 40k, so we'll keep that one flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to like certain things surrounding space walls a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, space walls are very cool. Uh, they've got some great models. Uh, however, I feel sort of from a fluff slash background perspective, you can do a lot more than wolf, wolf lord on a wolf of thunder walls. <laughs> wolf, wolf, wolf. Yeah. Like there's uh, there's so much more to draw on from that sort of Nordic mythology style background that they're clearly based around. Um, and I get there the space walls. Yeah, I, I understand this, but like the name doesn't have to define absolutely everything about how they name things, how they think about things. Like, we, we could have some more stuff in there that's a little... draws draws some interesting things. Um, why don't we have a story about Lehman Russ dressing up as a woman and going to trick some Xenos scum or something into <laughs> getting back the wolf spear or whatever. Get some real <laughs> Nordic mythology... Uh, for, for reference, a giant stole Thor's hammer and Thor dressed up as... Freya and pre- pretended to marry the giant so he could steal his hammer back. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, wh- why don't we get something like that back in there? I mean, that might be a bit too dumb for 40k, mm. but I feel it'd be, I feel it'd be really great from a spatial perspective, even if it's not canonically true. It's like these are the kinds of stories they tell each other. You know, the Grand Wolf did this, and the Grand Wolf did that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which they do, but like inject a little more otherness into it. Have some more, more of the. Uh, unique, like, interesting, different stuff about Norse mythology, apart from it's cold and we like beards and beer <laughs> and spears <laughs> and wolves. Like, you could do more than that. Yeah. You do more. Um, I get you. I yeah. Get you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will also drop down to the individual model level and say every Adeptus Astartes flyer <laughs> except the Death Watch Corvus Blackstar looks like it should fall out of the sky, especially the Space Wolf 1, which is a chisel with a small jet engine at one yeah. end. <laughs> like, they're really cool. Don't get me wrong, they mm. look really, really cool, but part of me looks at that wing-to-cockpit and entire fuselage ratio and go, this would never fly, no matter what kind of technology you have. <laughs> it's impossible. Don't just... And then you've got to put, you know, three and a half tons of armoured space marine in there as well. <laughs> just drop it, drop them in. No, no, no. Um, yeah, a, a lot of... I mean, I get, like, it's a heroic scale and a heroic design and everything, but, like, a little more realism in the terms of things that it needs to work on some level. Like, the tanks are all impractical, but from a moving-across-the-ground viewpoint, the tanks all work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have treads, they have wheels, they're not at insane angles where the bottom of the hull would be punctured immediately. Um, <laughs> the armour is dumb, they're boxes, they would be penetrated immediately by any kind of decent shell, but, is, but they're classic at this point. It's a style, that's fine. It's just impractical. It's not impossible, I guess, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over in the AOS side, I'm going to go I'm gonna go tier higher than you, and I say the Grand Alliance system in general is a nice idea, but I think it really doesn't do a lot at this point. Like, it's, mm-hmm. It is a super generic group. And we, we've had this conversation a lot, like, why are the Daughters of Cain? Why are the Iden and the Deepkin and all this? Why are they order? Yeah. What about them <laughs> makes them order? And the the idea is the the idea of the overarching desire for a society and for you know to fight chaos and all that. 
that's fine. But like, I feel this broad overarching system leaves out a lot of room for nuance and interpretation. Yeah. Cause you, cause it feels like the label is they're elves. They're in order. Slap it on them. <laughs> yes. I'm still a little, I'm still a little salty about the Kernothi just being Sylvaneth units and not being a destruction faction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just saying, uh, <laughs> but like, I feel like there's nuance in there. Like, you don't maybe have to just label everything as part of a grand alliance, and instead you could just say, with each army, these are who they can ally with, and you could really make things interesting with that and move it out. Like, hell, you could have, you know, within certain restrictions, have Beastmen ally with Sylvaneth, mm-hmm. or, you know, have Carajon ally with literally anyone. Same with Ogors, because, like, they're mercenaries yeah. at a point. You Which know, is sort of what they as well. try to do, haven't they? They've sort of tried to, mm. to, as we've seen with the mercenary companies in the previous general's handbook i i think i i I agree with you i think that the 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 grand alliances sort of had their day now they're not really as relevant Mm. now that every faction is getting updated apart from seraphon yet and the uh, it's on the the horizon don't worry (laughs) um yeah i i sort of don't see that as a as a thing anymore and i would like actually if they adopted the same thing that they have in the middle earth game where they have the Mm. allies matrix where you basically ah. you've got a grid uh, and it shows you all the mm. factions and it tells you what can ally with what and the level mm. of it. Like again, okay. I can't I, I can't remember the terminology, but basically, there's mm. you've either got one of three things. They're either like best buddy allies, like yeah, we teamed mm. up together and we're really cool, and you get like all the benefits from that, yeah, and the buffs yeah. and and such like, and then you've got like the the other one, which is sort of like we we can ally together, but we're we're not sort of we haven't really got much background with each other, so we mm. sort of we can team up, but we don't get the buffs and benefits of each other, yeah. or then you, or you've got the other end, which is nope, can't ally with each other, full stop, and I think that's mm. what, that would be quite a cool approach. So, like yeah, you said, like yeah. the ogres, the Carajon could, could be that middle group where they're like, "Yeah, we're allies mm. and we can team yeah. up, but you're not you're not best buddies, so you're not gonna have as much benefit as best buddies would have." For example, mm. so mm. I yeah. mean, th- that could be like an Age of Sigma third edition and that stuff. I would change a lot of how things work because they do everything based off of keywords now. But I feel like a system like that, where maybe replace the keyword with a keyword for like ally level. So, for example, you know, this aura works on all brackets trusted units within six inches, as mm-hmm. opposed to all brackets convenience or necessity or whatever. Yeah, that, that could be interesting. And, okay. like, figure that out. But, yeah. Um, and the final thing in there, I'm going to zoom back down into single models in Age of Sigma. Hmm. God, I adore the art for the Gothazar Harvester. <laughs> I saw one in person today and, ooh, Mm. Oh, does that thing look out of place? Yeah. Out of this world. Like, it was in a Bone Reaper's army. I was down at the store this morning. I saw a few people having a quick game. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the Mortec Guard looked great. The Lord Lord uh, Kavalos looks great. All this stuff looks awesome. And then he puts down <laughs> Gothasar Harvester. Like, it looks so wrong. <laughs> it's It just needs something. It needs, like, a centaur body. It needs another set of legs back there. Yeah, it's unbalanced, isn't it? Well, because... To fit the tail, you put it so far forward on the base, and then it looks like it's about ready to pitch backwards under its own <laughs> weight. It's and like the head's too small. Although I think the other head option, because this, this is like the beaked head, I think the more crocodile-y, dragony head might be a better fit. But like, yeah, it's not 
it's not great. Like, there are elements of it I really, really love. And like I said, the artwork for it in the book, incredible. Mm, oh, my God. Like, if the model looked like that, like, actually like that, whore. I would have 10 already, uh, but it doesn't, so I don't. Um, and that, that's sort of where I go. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, there's probably other things I could quibble on, but that's that's what, about where I feel. Yeah, no, that. that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, um, I'll move us on then. I mean, because there's, there's actually a few more that I've thought of while you're talking. <laughs> and I'll quickly say this just before we move on. I think how you feel about the Space Marine flyers, I feel about mm. every Necron vehicle. Or flyer, <laughs> they just don't work for me. They just—they're not. Mm. They're not. They're not aesthetically pleasing on my eye. I think. Yeah. Not, yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Cool concept. Just don't work for me. Uh, apologies to any Necron fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so thank you very much, Chris, for that question. Uh, I mean, mm. and we'll try and make it more positive now because I've just realised we've started <laughs> started an episode <laughs> criticising things. So, um, which wasn't the intent. But uh, thank you for the question because mm. it is an interesting one to answer. So, right, I think it's time to get stuck in to the hobby section. Right. Okay. Uh, what we're trying to say, we'll make this as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah. So we'll yeah. just summarize what we've been up to for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Cameron, kick us off, mate. What have you been mm. up to? Cool. Uh, so immediately after our last recording, I turned a year older. Now. Ooh, yay. Um, I didn't immediately get anything Warhammer related, but that's all right. Um, because I did get some money from friends and family uh, with which I purchased. Mm. So, you know, the circle goes round. Mm. The snake devours itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, first off, I bought myself another Chaos Knight, um, which really? if you've been paying attention shocking. to our Twitter, yeah, yeah, shocking. I know. I'm still in the middle of painting the last one, but I I was fiending. I was fiending for a plastic snipping session, and oh man, <laughs> that just had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm currently. Ooh, ooh, 70% through building a rampager, I'm going to say. Nice. Um, yeah, this one is pretty extensive. Um, <laughs> so I've made a very big, very long, spindly sort of power claw. I've made uh, a bigger, chunkier chainsword. Um, I've made two little secondary arms to go where the gun and the shield would normally go. So it's got like little T-Rex arms in the front as well to help it grab things. Um <laughs> The head's cobbled together out of a Mifidic blight hauler mouth, um, some armager faceplates, and the back of a Chaos Space Marine gunner from the vehicle sprue. <laughs> He's got like a little fan vent on his back, so I mushed that into the middle of the face and stuff. This is an obscure list of parts, trust me. Um, and the the thing I'm doing, because I seem to do something with the top carapace of basically every night I do to distinguish them somehow. So I've had trophies, I've had a big dumb tree i've got vines all over the place and now i've got a straight up coffin with the pilot still semi alive in it um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so this is really fun because in doing this i've discovered more about my night house and one of the things i've discovered is when one of the pilots dies uh they lay him in sort of in repose on the top of the night uh under a sort of a, i called it a stagnasis field like a stagnating stasis mm. field um yeah, and they, they basically leave them there until the field decomposes not just their body, but their soul, and lets it seep down into the chassis of the knight to join 
all the other ancestors in the throne mechanicum and stuff. Uh, but this guy, for some reason, on the seventh day and seventh night, woke up inside the stagnasis field, half zombified, uh, and possessed the knight. And the only reason he's still piling at it is because none of the Dark Mechanis- Mechanicus allies are willing to get near enough to try and pry him off the hull. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> he, every- he kills everything that comes within 30 feet. Because uh, so, he's a knight rampager. So... Yeah, I, I made sure my night rampages rampage. <laughs> <laughs> be rude not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah be rude not to. Uh, so uh, I was I wrote like a little things like, and you know, he's now become a role model for his suffering, agony, and commitment to destruction. And the children of the household love to watch him just slaughter dumb servants who get too close. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm fleshing out this household, and it's a terrible place to grow up in, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's been really fun. I'm going. Really scenic with the base. Uh, I've cut up one of the Sigma mausoleum kits a bit. Uh, okay. Cut up one of the temples from that. Uh, one of the knight's toes has been replaced with the back tripod wheel of the Mephitic Blight Hauler, so it's got like a little grindy toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a, an Imperial Guard sergeant being ground up underneath that. Um, inside the cut apart chapel, there is a Johan. Uh, the original <laughs> Johan, which is metal metal Johan kneeling with his hands over his head, quaking in fear. Uh, he's praying to a symbol of the Imperium <laughs> in this beat-up shrine, uh, with the knight like literally looming over him, looking down. He's praying he won't be noticed. Um, it's going to be a, a big, ambitious project. I'm pretty happy with where it is right now. Uh, I need to buy a Green Stuff World cable maker, because okay. I need a yeah, ton yeah. of cables for this. Uh, so that's kind of next on the agenda, because... Um, yeah, we're basically onto the green stuffing portion of it. We've done all the kit bashing, onto green stuffing. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's been really fun. Um, the castigator is also coming together a lot more. I have everything except the groin plate and the left arm all attached now, uh, and almost all painted. I've got to do the weathering on the shoulder panels and stuff and do some transfers on there. Uh, but once that's done and I've got the final armor plate and the gun done, uh, it's down to do more weathering, put more vines all over it, and then figure out how to sculpt resin bases to get the water effects I want. Um, <laughs> so that'll that'll also take a while. These two nights probably won't be done for a couple of months total, um, not only because of time, but also because of money, because it's still the start of the year. haven't gotten a proper paycheck yet, but we're getting there. Um, <clears throat> uh, as part of all this, I got a Sentinel kit. And, oh my god, the Sentinel is an amazing model, mm-hmm. actually. Okay. Like, this is, this is, I feel like I've complained on the show before about how I wish night kits came with posable legs. Yes, you did, The Sentinel yeah. legs are incredibly posable. <laughs> like, each, each leg is four parts, so it's like the upper thigh, the lower shin, and then the sort of the middle section, which comes in two parts that clamps on either side. But within that, you can rotate those pieces to pretty much any angle and it'll okay. fit. And then the foot is on a ball and socket joint as well. And it's like, this kit is really poseable. It also comes with just a ton of spare bits because <laughs> now I've got like a plasma cannon, a las cannon, a heavy flamer, an auto cannon, all this stuff just lying around. Um, because I haven't built the Sentinel, I've also got a little dude in a pilot chair. So for n- my next night, I'm already basically sorted on the pilot's body. So that's nice. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a great kit. Yeah. And it's cheap as cheap as chips. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, as far as other things, I 
just today picked up a Harlequin Shadow Seer because Erin's birthday's coming up, so I'm going to put together that and paint it up for her as a gift. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's in it's in sub-assemblies right now, and I'm just waiting for slightly better weather to prime it and get painting because <laughs> I'm going to try and get it done by Wednesday, so we'll see. Although she's busy almost all of Wednesday, and I have all of Wednesday off, so yay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll get <laughs> it done on the day. I, ho- I hope I get it done before the day, but you never know. Um, <laughs> uh, and then as far as other things, I have what done. Um, I bought a Citadel paint pot holder, the little tri-lobe triangle looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nice. It's sturdy. My paints don't fall over when they're in it. It's good. Um, my, my Dungeons and Dragons group conspired to chain me and cage me uh by getting me a citadel hobby project box <laughs> so now my paints are not stored in a cardboard box along with whatever oh. project i'm currently working on i <laughs> know oh, they're all they're all neat and everything is awful oh. um <laughs> yeah that's nah, great i love it it's good um <clears throat> i got the sisters of battle codex because we're going to be covering that in future yep. uh, and i've been reading it there's some real great stuff in there i'm really loving it it's well we're gonna have a good time with that one um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what is it? I got an Artificer brush, the extra small one. So okay. I'm yeah. going to do some detailing work. I haven't actually really tried it out yet, but it is a very fine tip. So I'm, I've got to be careful not to destroy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it'll be handy for some stuff I'm planning on doing. Um, and da, 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 da. final thing. Today, this morning, I bought <clears throat> Dark Harvest by Josh Reynolds. Hey. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm really looking forward to reading it. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure that's everything I've done over the last couple of weeks. Nice, you've been busy, mate. How many, I was going to ask, mm. ask, actually, how many nights do you actually have now, technically? Like, that, including in progress, I'm assuming. Yeah, like, in total, how many, yeah, how many nights do yeah. you actually own? Like, including so the armors as well, or Yeah, dogs? I've got... Two Armagers, so including the Armagers, it's six total, because I've got the Despoiler, <laughs> the Desecrator, the Rampager, the Castigator, and then the two War Dogs. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's building up. Twelve yeah. more to go. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. No, you sound like you've been having some fun. Right. Mm. Okay. Um, right. Actually, before we move on to my hobby section, we've got to do our hobby tip of the episode, mm. and that comes mm. from uh, Corsaro Ken. And he goes, here's a tip I found. Dedicate an entire hobby day worth of time, in brackets, for most of us, a few hours. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> once every few months to completely uh, to completely organize and patrol your area. Even the most organized of us can benefit from reorganizing. Those of us with horribly chaotic organizational problems can use the lesson in slowing down and patience. At least I have. <laughs> uh, I'm no feng shui guy, but I think rearranging things is critical for the brain sometimes. So yeah, mm. that's. Uh, I think that's that's a very overlooked thing to do actually. Because let's be honest, we got all like you know all these different projects, models, sprues, paint everywhere, and yeah, it can easily get out of control. Um, oh yeah, and I yeah. I, I totally on board with that because I I find on a on a personal level because I've basically commandeered. A dining table in our lounge <laughs> purely for my hobby <laughs> section <laughs> when anyone goes near it i'm like Row! get off get off that's my table <laughs> i growl at them and uh, <laughs> i even wee on it just to mark my territory oh, uh, God. Uh, no i don't uh, but <laughs> but no it is good to have your own area and it, like i said it is good to sort of keep control of it because it you know especially mm. when, like i said when you know like a lot of us you have multiple things going on 
it's yeah no that's uh worth remembering so right absolutely thank you ken for that uh nice hobby tip right so i'll quickly bash through what i've been up to um i'm continuing with my you know building every day um even though i did two days of not building when i was away this week but mm. then i did do some research and reading for you know th- yeah. in general so that counts as hobby stuff no, don't judge yeah, me there we go um so no, I'm, no, no, no judgment. <laughs> so i'm up to like 52 days i think something mm. like that yeah. um and yeah it's getting you know getting done so mainly nurgle stuff right so uh <laughs> i have <laughs> so i've built the worm spat from warhammer underworlds to primarily go in my nurgle aos army uh they're gorgeous models mm-hmm. utterly gorgeous oh, yeah. um for for um uh, you know with pegs and such like they they fit well together actually you, you know mm. i did clip okay. them a little bit but they actually in general they fit very well gorgeous models um they look they're quite big in compared you know compared mm. to some of the blight kings sometimes when you sort of oh, side okay. by side not 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 dramatically but um the guy that sort of stand like you know, pu- pushing his chest out or pushing his mm. belly out, I suppose, in, in one <laughs> sense. Um, he, he looks like quite a bit taller than some of the Blight Kings, but I think it's just purely because okay. of his pose. Uh, yeah. But they're gorgeous, yeah. utterly gorgeous models. Um, so, um, But I did actually use them to play a game of Underworlds this week as well, because oh, me, oh, oh. me and mate Martin uh, went away on work training. So we took it to the hotel with us, because that's how cool we are um <laughs> and we're playing it in the lobby and so i played against his rippers um for the first time and you uh, i'll be glad to say that i lost 12 nil um <laughs> I got absolutely, it, it, the thing is that i uh, i mean the one thing i would say is that I, I i built my deck using the underworlds db website if you're not familiar with it ah, you yeah. can basically tell it what packs you own and it will basically you can it'll create a deck for you based on the cards you've mm. got um i wouldn't do that for the worm spot again it gave <laughs> the main the main problem i has and this isn't an excuse because I, I properly got whooped as you can tell by the score but what sort mm. of the the difference between us because obviously we both had three models each you know so it was quite a and we weren't re- it wasn't really an objective sort of game it was mm. mainly just trying to kill um just because that's the way our objectives were working but the problem is my objectives i literally couldn't do them pretty you know for whatever reason it was just yeah. they, were, they were too obscure like it was one of those like where you have to either wound or kill everyone on at least three models on the other warband uh, but there was only three yeah. of them so it, it limited your mm. options um and it was stuff like that really and it just didn't really work. I couldn't inspire them because, again, the criteria was... I think it was just a mismatch. I think it was just a proper mismatch against against the other uh, warband, whereas Martin was able to do uh, get glory very easily because it was like, just charge your opponent and damage them. Mm. It's like, okay, that's quite a straightforward one to instantly get, whereas mine were like so convoluted. So I think if I did it again, I would properly go through my cards and build a deck. Yeah myself i yeah. think that's what it was but it was because of time i was like right do a deck for me but it was still good fun it was like i said it was it was just very mm. very one-sided <laughs> but you know yeah then <clears throat> the breaks um so yeah so that was good it was good to actually play a game though so uh mm. what else uh right so i'm in the middle of well uh, i'm nurglefying my chaos warriors um from the start collecting box at the moment my intention was to turn them into blight kings but i think the more i do it the more i'm going to probably keep them as chaos warriors because i think mm. the a i've I think i've got enough blight kings because i've now up to <laughs> 20 um so i i think i've got enough of them but also i think because of the size as well you know because obviously 
then mm. you know chaos warriors are not as bloated um as no. as blight kings i could bloat them i could get the green stuff out but i think it will spoil them so i I'd, i think you know i've decided i'm just going to keep them as chaos warriors but obviously nurgleified using blight king you know spare parts yeah. basically yeah. um and they're so far they're looking good i'm quite i'm pleased oh. with them they're um, looking incredible. They mate, look, honestly. They look, <laughs> it, look really, it goes really well. Um, and obviously, the good thing is, as we know with the Blight King stuff, is you can just slap it on in so many places and go, yep, yeah, that'll do. Because again, if it's mm, a bit misaligned, mm. doesn't matter. It's Nurgle. <laughs> things are bloating around. You know, it's sort of, you can almost, yeah. it gives you, as we know with Nurgle stuff in general, it gives you a bit of leniency with, with kit bashing and converting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm continuing with that. I've got a couple done. I've got, uh, well, 10 to, to work through. Um, continuing the, uh, the Nurgle train. Um, I bought the start collecting box because I sold a few things mm-hmm. on eBay and I thought I need to get that start collecting box. So I built the Lord of Blights to, uh, that comes with it. I give him a head swap because mm. why not? And he looks really cool for that as well. Just makes yeah. him a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I'm, also in the middle of uh, building my Harbinger of Decay. So I have taken yeah. one of the Blight Lords on the Puscoils that come with the Stark Collecting mm-hmm. Box. Because uh, obviously, to be, the Harbinger of Decay is a fine cast model at the moment. It's still it's quite a nice one, but it's still fine cast, mm-hmm. and I want to stay away mm-hmm. from that. So I am using, I said, one of the Blight Lords. I'm using the one with the scythe just hanging around on his shoulders, which is perfect. Because obviously, in effect, mm-hmm. I need a scythe, a sword, and a shield to make a, you know, from a WYSIWYG point of view, to make a, a harbinger. So he's already got the scythe. Um, rather than giving him the other hand, I've basically cut away and given him a Blight Lord, uh, sorry, Blight King sword in the other hand, which works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've sh- shoved a Blight King shield on his back. Happy days. Uh, I've got a Chaos Steed at the, uh, from, I think it's from the, the Chariot, I think. I got it on eBay ages ago. So I've got a yeah, Chaos yeah. Uh, Steed and... Uh, I don't know. Have you seen that I've started Nurgle fighting him? I've started giving him like tentacle yeah. tails and oh my tentacle God. The, um, tongue. The, the tongue holding the skull is yeah. so good. Yeah. So, God, Black King bits are incredible, aren't they? They really are. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it so easy. Um, so, yeah, so I, I basically, to the steed, I... I uh, I went all dentist on him and I cut away all his teeth mm. and tongue and uh, shoved a tentacle, um, like Cam oh. said, with a skull coming out of it. So I uh, cut away his tail, put another tentacle with a bell at the end, and I've sort of mm. used a, a shoulder pad to sort of you know put it in place. Um, so yeah, I'm going to carry on making him a Nurgle steed, basically. But I'm mm. yeah, I'm really happy with him so far. He's looking looking the part. Um, and yeah, as of yesterday, I started building my fourth unit of Blight Kings. So I've got, <laughs> so, so I will have 20 because again, it comes with a start collecting box. So why mm. not 20? Why have 15 when you can have 20? So yeah. <laughs> that's my plan at the moment. So yeah, my Nurgle stuff's coming along, really. I'm sort of, mm. you know, it, I said I'm over 1K now and it's now heading, like, if I get, sort of building with the rest of these bits so it will be it will be heading towards 2k soon oh <laughs> yeah uh, which Absolutely. is quite which is quite cool just waiting for the weather to get better so i can start priming and built and uh painting mm. them again we've we've had a lot as, as people know we've had a lot of storms here in the uk so we've uh yeah um it's made priming outside uh <laughs> almost not impossible so <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm really happy with um you know the progress that's making and and like you know i'm not I, no need to convince you cameron but it, <laughs> converting converting and kit bashing nurgle is just pure fun 
It's just so. Oh yeah. You know, mm. I don't say easy, but it's just it's just it <laughs> is. It just works so well with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's main main bit of hobby stuff I've been doing, um, as well as buying the Maggotkin uh, uh, Star Collector box. I also bought the Tau one because I was mm. having regrets from selling my Tau to Adrian yeah. a while ago. I wish that's my one regret. Like I said, my one regret buy was buying the um, Eldar. Uh, Psyche Awakening mm. box set, which I sold, ironically, mm. to Adrian. But then I, the the one the regret I, <laughs> from a selling perspective, always goes my tower. Um and yeah, um, I've got stuff locked away up in the attic. So I thought I'm going to get a start mm. collecting box, but that, I'm not going to touch that for a while. That's just a you know. But because I'm actually making progress with building, I need that. You know, it's actually I don't I don't feel so oh, bad yeah. buying stuff now because I feel like well, no, I actually no, no. I'm actually I'm working through my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm justified. <laughs> so uh, absolutely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, I got a couple of books uh, thanks to. Uh, alchemist workshop because uh, we'll mm-hmm. be covering them like i said on the the show soon so like you i've got the sisters codex and i got wrath of the ever chosen as well which i've started having a yeah. good look through that is good fun as well <laughs> uh reading wise um apart from like i said reading like a few, you know the odd codex and such like um novel wise i've not really read anything um i've really been struggling at the moment i think it's just mm. i think like and i said this on our discord i think it's because because uh, i'm actually being more proactive in the hobby section, i.e., you know, building and, and putting models together, yeah. it, something's got to give. And I think it's actually mm. affecting my reading. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, I have yeah. started listening, or have, I was about a third of the way through Dark Harvest, which you just mentioned oh. yourself. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I, I, I own it, sadly, I, well, not sadly, but I own it on Audible and paperback because I bought it on <laughs> Audible recently to listen to it. And mm. then I forgot I already owned it on paperback. So. <laughs> Oh well, um, wonderful. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean it's it's Josh Reynolds. You know it's cool. Yeah. So I, I yeah. you know, happily give him the sport. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe something we cover on the show in the future. You know, if we both enjoy mm. it. You know, because it would be. You know, it's a bit different because we've not really done a horror novel, have we? So that would be no, you know, not really something to think about. But uh, but yeah, that's that's been my hobby section. Like I said, I've been you know like yourself, been mm. you know getting through stuff. Uh, very yeah, Nurgle centric yeah. at the moment. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right, okay. We'll have our first little break now, um, and when we return, we'll see what's been going on in the news. Hopefully, something back soon. <laughs> Right, here we go. News time. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's not much to really talk about at the moment. It's a few bits, but not dramatic yeah. compared to other episodes where we can be there for an hour and a half talking about the news. <laughs> uh, like, like we said earlier, the, the Toy Fair news that's going to come later today is not going to be on this show because we're recording in the morning and it's not yeah. going to be for another, I don't know, five hours, five, six hours yeah. or something. So yeah. we'll wait till next episode to talk about that so <laughs> right okay so let's talk uh 40k um the only real uh thing to talk about is the upcoming saga of the beast which yeah obviously was to be yeah. expected we knew it was coming mm. so this is being clarified as orcs <laughs> versus uh space wolves um so uh, i don't think th- they've actually clarified the space wolves bit but Haven't everyone they? assumes oh, right, i don't okay. think they've outright said it they, oh. we know there's orcs but okay. honestly, well, yeah. Saga of the Beast, it has to be Space Wolves, but yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they had being, somewhere. No, you could be right. They, they might have, but I feel like I'm not anywhere. Anyway, the important yeah. thing is 
Makari is better at his job than most Imperial Guard commanders. <laughs> what a stat line on a Grot. Oh, I my know. God. I know, four He's wounds. Got four wounds. <laughs> Does D3 mortal wounds on a six to wound in melee? What is this? Yeah, two plus invul. Dear Lord. <laughs> He's better than an Eldar Archon, uh, Dark Eldar Archon, I should say. Yeah, no, he's he's looking crazy. I can't wait to see Gaskell become a Lord of War and Makari be a HQ choice instead, because that yeah. would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was it um Wib of Sniper Wib was saying he really hopes Makari's an HQ choice so he can genuinely run an all Grod army, and I support <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It, it's probably he has to come with Gaskell or something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. a person can hope. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, yeah that, that's it. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I mean, obviously, it's still early days. We're still in February. It's obviously, it's going to be the, the Psychic Awakening release for March. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the only thing I would say about the Space Wolves um, is that there's obviously talk of is it Ragnar Blackmane disappearing from some of the GW sites. I think he's disappeared yeah. from the US yeah. and Canadian sites, as in completely, mm. I think, disappeared. Mm. So, you know, um, I, I, I'm saying it now, and I think I've got the proof on, on our Discord. Like I, <laughs> like I got Shadow Sun, I, I think I chucked out Ragnar Blackmane getting an updated model pre-Psychic yeah. Awakening. So I yeah. may, you know, come on. Let's get we'll two. See. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll see, we'll cover it more as as and when we hear more. Right. Mm. Okay. So that's it, really, for forty k. Let's switch over to <laughs> AOS. And again, yep. quite you know a bit calm before the Seraphon and Realm Lords storm. Um, yeah. We have the box set heroes that have finally been released at last. Thank mm. goodness. Oh um, man, I've been waiting a while for these to yeah. come out just out of principle so these are mm. basically the the six uh heroes that were in some of the last year's uh aos box set so yeah uh, like the arch revenant for the sylvaneth and, and yeah. the tyrant for the ogre obviously that was not mm. that old anyway but um no. they're finally out now to buy separately <laughs> um so obviously if you're mm. a, especially if you're a feck or a skaven fan you're probably yeah. glad about this now because you've been waiting probably longer oh, yeah. than the rest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're, look, they're great models, and they mm. are surprisingly normally priced, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Like they're, they're, look, they're still expensive, but they're not insane, which is weird. Mm. I'm happy. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, this. Uh, I mean, like, I'm just glad they're out, out of principle. I, 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 I mm. always said for a while that they must. I bet they're going to release them when it's a bit calm for releases. Yeah, and they yeah. sort of have because obviously we're you know, in a bit of a lull at the sort of, you know, as in it's not, where obviously we know bigger stuff is coming in the next month or two. So yeah, it makes mm. sense to, to get them out now. And, you know, cause obviously they've got the models. It's just been, I suppose they've just been picking a window to, to get them out. And I think it's nice, especially for, for the factions where you, you there's not really a, a decent way to kit bash and potentially, or just that print, like I said, just that principle, like you said, if you're a Sylvaneth and you're like, well, I really want to run an Arch Revenant. Like, and yeah, unless yeah. you manage to get one in the box set, which was one of the hardest ones to get hold of, and then obviously you've got eBay is your only, only other real option apart from mm. kit bashing. That you know you've had to wait a while. So no, happy yeah. days for all those. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, let's uh, move on to the other news. Um, so Warhammer Fest has been announced for I think it's the second and third of May, I believe. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, I'll be looking to go that like I did last year. Um, I think <laughs> planning to go on the Saturday rather than the Sunday 
Um, because mm. that's well, that's when the obviously most things are announced on the Saturday. Oh, so I yeah. think it, it yeah. makes sense. Um, and I think we're technically date wise. I think we're recording on the Sunday, so I could actually. Mm. Yeah, know, there we go. Talk about it <laughs> the day Fresh after. Fresh news. So, yeah, straight from the source. Exactly. So <laughs> now I'm looking, and it's moved location back to where it used to be, which is the NEC here in Birmingham. So, mm. which is a, convenient. A, a, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a much better location. I mean, to be fair, last year's at the Rico Arena in Coventry was actually not bad. They did, it, mm. they did, it did well. But I think the NEC is the proper location for something like this because it's just bigger and they can just fit yeah. more in. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So tickets are up now. Uh, need to buy mine actually. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next for Blackstone Fortress, uh, sort of out of nowhere really. No respite. Um, yeah, the, the next expansion. Mm. This one's a bit meh, yeah. isn't it? Really, let's be honest. It's it's extremely meh. They didn't mm. even specially paint the easy to build models for it. No, they just used the ones they already had. Um, so it's the the Death Guard are coming to the Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, which is cool. It's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's cool. Hey, that's cool. That's great. Mm. However, it's the easy to build. Uh, Plague Green and Poxwalker models, which is less mm. great. I mean, they're nice models, don't get me wrong. The Plague Greens aren't actually amazing, but the Poxwalker one's pretty nice. But yep. it's just... Uh, it's not. It's a- lazy. Yeah. That's it. That's how I look at it. It's just like, okay. I mean, and it's not cheap for what you mm. get, really, because yeah. I know obviously you get, like, the cards and such, like, and I think, you know, I think rules-wise, it's cool. But, like I said, mm. I think they could have done a bit better with the models, just shove yeah. in some easy-to-build Plague Marines and I mean, Poxwalkers in. Yeah, I mean, even if they didn't put, if they still put in the Poxwalkers, but instead of the easy to build Marines, they put in the Plague Brethren, those three unique sculpts mm. uh, that they oh, had back when them. Death Guard yeah. first came out. You can still get them; they're just horrendously expensive for three models. But yeah. if for about <laughs> yeah. the same price, you got those three, the Poxwalkers, and the rules for Blackstone Fortress. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really nice ones. They're way nicer than the easy to build Marines. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, like I said, it's not a bad, it's just a bit, oh, you know, because yeah. so far all the expansions and obviously Black Fort, Blackstone Fortress itself has been fantastic. You know, you've seen mm, some lovely new, it's just, unique stuff. It, it's, it seems a bit like, oh, really? You know, you could have done a bit better than that, you know, but yeah. it, so anyway. be it. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the best let's move on to the best release of all time for Age of Sigma. Mm. Uh and Warcry technically. So wa- more Warband cards coming. Hooray. Fine. Whatever. Who cares? The Formoray Crusher <laughs> is here. Have you read this man's rules, incidentally? Uh, I probably have, but I've forgotten them. Yeah. But, but, uh, so in the hero phase in the hero phase, he picks up a piece of terrain and hits everyone within a certain range with it. <laughs> um which uh, God, I just saw the Ossiarch Bone Reaper special terrain piece today, and man, you can pack a lot of extra units within six inches of that thing. He could just go to town. It's yeah. like on a three plus each unit takes D3 model wounds or something like that. Yeah. For every unit within three or six inches of the terrain piece. Man, that thing's just fun. It doesn't destroy the terrain piece, though. He puts it delicately back exactly where it was immediately <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But like, wow. What, what fun rule. Um, and the big long cat is here now as well, which is cool. Mm. The uh, Mind Stealer Spheranx. Yeah. Gotta give it its proper name. Mm-hmm. God, it looks beautiful. It does. Um, and they had the article where they had some people paint it as well. There was yeah. one that was like all neon and they put the wings oh. on. Oh my God. That oh. one's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that looks utterly fantastic, that one. It's, yeah, by Louise. Uh, I can't mm. remember her surname. But yeah, it, that is 
an outstanding. I must admit, it's definitely a model I would like to get at some point. I think it's one of it's one oh, of those yeah. where it looks a cheeky model and unit to have in general. Mm, you know, if you mm. play Chaos, because obviously, pretty much you can have it in any Chaos faction. So it's just one of those knowing that it can do a few shenanigans with its rules, and it's about mm. I think it's a hundred points off the top of my head. Um, so it's it's yeah, one of those yeah. units handy to have when you're like, oh, I've got to spare a hundred points and. You know, it's one of those where it may not really pull off, but I just think it'd be a cool model to have in your, you know, in your arsenal, so to speak. Oh, yeah. I'd and, love one. Yeah. And I, I can, I think people are uh, eyeing these up to be demon princes oh, yeah. as well. Which oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Makes sense. Yeah. So Also, for D&D, hey, you need a Cyclops <laughs> or a Sphinx for D&D. Yeah. Look no further. These are great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, that'll be my excuse. Yeah. I swear I'm not starting Slaves to Darkness, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I promised. Yeah, resist, oh, man. resist. <laughs> but, um, hey, hey, speaking of fantastic models that make me want to get into things that I shouldn't, mm. um, we're getting... Uh, so House of Chains is coming for Necromunda, which is the Goliath expansion. But yes. House of Chains also just adds straight up another gang, which is mm. Slave Ogrens, as in Ogrens who have been freed of slavery down in the deep mines beneath the Underhive. Mm. These models are awesome. That's all but, I've got to say about them. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, they're very, very cool. And like you said, they just sort of, again, sort of come out of nowhere, really, because obviously mm. you saw what we got with House of Change. You're like, cool, we got Stimmers <laughs> and such like. And like, yeah, a new book. Yeah, yeah, mm. cool. And they're mm. like, oh, here we are. Here we go. Another another gang. And I I'm, I think I was talking to, I think it was Martin the other day, about this, where we were sort of, he was, I think he was sort of suggesting, is obviously now we've got, there's a roadmap for Necromunda, obviously. Mm, Next will be mm. House Escher, I think. I think yeah. it's sort of House of Knives, I think. Uh, yeah. Or House of Blades or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I think that what he or he was suggesting, and maybe off what other people were suggesting, is that, that every gang update now for the rest of the year, which we know what, there'll be a, a non-house mm. gang released at the same oh, time. Man. You know, That would which, be incredible. Which sort of makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm... I'm really wanting Spirers. I've said this before on the show. I'm really mm. wanting Spirers because that's who I used to play mm. when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Could could come nicely with when they do Vansar later in the year, mm. potentially. Oh, with yeah. That, that That'd tech. fit perfectly. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, God. It's Very cool. Every, every time I see something, I've got to resist the urge to grab my <laughs> D&D group and go, listen, <laughs> listen, let's go more tactical, more dumb. Screw D D. Let's start a Necromunda every Tuesday. Yeah. Ugh, I want it so bad. I'm not going oh, to no. I can't I can't put that evil on them, but no. I really want to. <laughs> so yeah, very cool. Very cool. Again, I lo- I love these cheeky out of nowhere re- sort of releases mm. or announcements. It's very well received. So uh, yeah, so that's been it really news wise. Very short one. Yeah. For, which is quite handy for this episode. Oh so <laughs> wait. Oh. Valhallens are up for made for order, including oh, old Commissar Yarrick, like the old, mm. old Commissar Yarrick with mm. the really dumb-looking power claw. I love him. His Stormbolter has a skeleton on it. Why have I <laughs> yeah. never seen old Commissar Yarrick before? It's incredible. Um, or young Commissar Yarrick, I guess, technically speaking. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. forgot about but, that. Um, are they up yeah. now? Is that up now? Yeah, right now. Okay. Right this second. Yeah. Mm. Go go get your extremely expensive metal guardsman, everyone. Mm. <laughs> actually, talking of um, metal guardsmen, or actually, let's talk about plastic ones. I I, I, mm. I put it on our Discord where I, I think it was um, was it Pete the Wargamer? Uh, mm. He's got on YouTube who do, who does some really cool conversions and kit mashes, and I think he was yeah. doing one for the Vestroians because um, obviously again mm. they're only sort of metal at the moment. But there's a 
I'm trying to remember the name. I think it's War Game uh, Atlantic, I think is the yeah. company. They basically yeah. do uh, these models look very similar to being Vostroyans. And because mm. it's, I think because they were sculpted by an XGW designer, yeah. they're 28 mil and like mm. literally mm. F- fit perfectly with, you know, um, Guitarian and, yeah, and, and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. And he's, so go check it out. Look at, look up him up on YouTube and watch a video. Because oh, yeah. If you want plastic yeah. Vostroyans, there is a potentially a very cheap and easy way to. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get some of those at some point. Uh, <laughs> add it to the pile. Of, add it to the pile of things I'll never actually do, but want yes. to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've all got one, Cameron. Don't worry. Oh Don't worry. no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that should be it for the news. I did forget about that one. So yeah, that should be it now. Uh, right. Okay. So yeah, been a short one, but it's good because it gives us now plenty of time mm. to talk about our. Oh, game design idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when we return yeah we're gonna we're gonna try and design a game how cool mm. back soon yeah. right we're back back for the main part of the show and as we said earlier this one's gonna be a bit different because we're not doing a a law topic or discussion topic we're gonna sort of start drafting a game basically yeah yeah which we've uh obviously never done before uh <laughs> or at least not on the show anyway <laughs> so so yeah so sort of to give a bit of concept um, context and background on this uh basically if you listened to one of our uh Wamba waffle episodes mm. around i think it was about new year i think we last one we did yeah um something yeah. like that our most recent one Yes. Um, so whatever the most recent one was, which I think it was number three, uh, basically we got, I can't remember what the conversation, what brought it up actually. We were talking about something, mm. weren't we? And um, yeah. we decided... We might have talked about real-life scale Adeptus Titanicus or something. Yeah, maybe. And then, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Something like that. And Play and we, back the tape. Yeah. Cut it in here, <laughs> yeah, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I have no tape. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so yeah, we basically decided... Or got the uh, the inkling to basically do a forty k night scale, so proper scale, not the mm. Titanica scale uh, night, sort of like in a dueling sort of contest, mm. basically. Yeah. Um, and that's about as far as it went, really. We saw, <laughs> and uh, we thought, oh, before our anniversary show, let's let's sort of start it, let's kick it off. And I think the sort of plan is hopefully that we. You know, we we use this episode now, or the rest of this episode, to to you know start coming up with ideas. I mean, Cameron's already sort of started drafting stuff, bits anyway, <laughs> which we'll use yeah. as a, sort of the basis for it. And then I think hopefully over time we'll start adding to it. You know, do a bit of play mm. testing, and then you know, if again, it's sort of a bit of an if, but if it goes all right and we find the time to do so, then maybe mm. release it as a you know, like a PDF for into the community and for something yeah. you know, people to you know, to play basically and mm. and enjoy. So, because you know, it's quite a quite a common you know concept out there to to sort of do homebrew homebrew sort of games and such like. So yeah, yeah. let's see if we yeah. can add to the mix. So, um. <laughs> So before we start, because like I said, we've got, like, mm. like I said, we, we've got some, like a, a, a sort of draft and I think we're going to be a bit fast and loose to this. We'll just keep adding ideas and sort of, you know, brainstorm. Mm. Um, yeah. But 
Like, what's Actually, so- let me open up another file real quick, just in <laughs> yeah. case I need to take notes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah, have the notes file up. <laughs> Get We've a got- new <laughs> blank document over here, just in case we need it. Let the magic <laughs> flow. <laughs> um, so before we, we start on that, I mean, Karen, what do you sort of, how do you see this playing out? Like, is it, you know, like if you had to sort of yeah. pitch it to someone, what, what sort of, what's your your, your thoughts on it? Right. Um, so this was sort of created in a flurry one morning. I just kind of <laughs> sat down and typed for three hours. The divine inspiration, apparently. Mm. Um, for me, uh, to be fair, the night before I had watched about five hours of Adeptus Titanicus battles on YouTube. And I think through the night it just sort of percolated down through my brain. Now, I feel I should point out, I've never read the Adeptus Titanicus rules. None of the battle reports I watch actually focus on the exact rules or method of play. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, I get the rough idea, but I've never actually looked directly at the command centers or anything. I'm not 100% sure how most of this stuff works. So for me, this, this is like the fast and loose feel of Titanicus, hopefully, but in a simpler, less, less, um, less intense or deep system, I think. Okay. It, it's still got it's still got plenty of granularity in it, but um, I you don't I feel like I feel like it's not as crazy. Um, but you, you never know. Uh, it could turn out it's exactly as crazy. Um, <laughs> as I said, you've read the rules, not me. I don't know how closely I've managed to accidentally copy this. Um, well, you, but yeah, you, I, I was gonna say you okay. have and you haven't. Yeah. Um, I mean, mm. it, I think luckily it's yours a bit more. And not as complicated because some, you know, I mean, okay. Titanicus yeah. isn't, I don't think is necessary an overly complicated game, but when you sort of delve mm. into it, like, oh yeah, it can get a bit, you know, uh, you know, when you're yeah. talking, you yeah. know, get into the meat of it. So no, I think, mm. I think, you know, considering you've not seen the rule book, you've done very well to sort of, <laughs> you know, come up with a concept, but I meant for, like, yeah. from, from a sort of, you know, from a, a law perspective, what, what, uh, what, how, as well, uh, no, as well, what do you, what do you sort of yeah. see as the, like, the, the scenario, what's happening, you know? Right, right. Uh, I think this is probably pretty great for that cinematic moment where in the middle of a big battle, the two, the two quote unquote heroes, the, the, the main villain and the protagonist see each other across and they have the big one on one fight while somewhere else, suspiciously all around them. Uh, the fight happens without actually affecting them, or a nightly tournament, because I imagine that's a thing, at the very least, loyalist night houses have. We know it's a thing that uh, Chaos Knight households have, mm-hmm. because in the Chaos Knight Codex, there's a household that submits a knight to a demon jousting tournament <laughs> and wreck shop, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel from a law point, it is for like recreating those intense one-on-one fights because in 40k when two knights fight it generally comes down to who's got the better ranged weapons and or who gets to fight first in melee yes yeah yeah it what when you're in melee with knights in 40k it is the knight that strikes first that wins 100 mm-hmm. of the time if they've got any form of close combat weapon a knight that goes first will kill the other knight in one round of combat almost no questions asked yeah. Um, whereas, whereas in this, I feel like there's a little more give and take. There's ways to push things in your favor or out of your opponent's favor. Um, and because it's much more back and forth, uh, I like the the idea of doing things a little kill team style, where you do one thing, then the opponent does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Then you do, like for example, in the shooting phase, 
They they take turns to fire weapons. Each knight fires one weapon, then the other knight fires one weapon, then they go back and forth till they're all out of ranged weapons. Um, Which prevents, for example, someone taking a Castellan and at the start of the shooting phase, shooting 53 different guns (laughs) at the opposing knight and just kind of gunning it down immediately. Like, there's there's room for back and forth, essentially. Yeah. Which... Yeah, I think I think it lets you catch that heroic feeling a little better. Your knight will be guaranteed to at least attempt to do something before it's destroyed by its valiant opponent. Um, mm. And also, I'm not sure I got it 100%, but I'm pretty happy with how the Thundercoil Harpoon works for the <laughs> knight valiant. Speaking of valiants, where'd I put that thing? Let me just double check what I wrote for it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, just roll, roll, roll two dice to get through armor. Who cares? Yeah. Big strength, roll two dice. Hmm. I, suppose, I suppose with this, it's coming up with a concept where it's not too one-sided, like within mm. ten seconds. Because, like I said, otherwise, yeah. like I said, you're just. I mean, you want the game. You know, want this sort of game to be relatively short because obviously that's mm. realistically what it would be. It's not going to drag on for yeah. an hour because that would be no. a bit. Well, it wouldn't really work in that sort of concept, but at the same mm. time, you don't want it to be over in, like I said, ten seconds because again, that would be a bit demoralising. So, mm. yeah, I think mm. I think it needs to take the activation sort of way of playing that a lot of skirmish games, you know, you, you know, a bit like you know, like we've seen with um, uh, Warcry and Underworlds, yeah. where you take it in turns to do one thing, you know, and sort of play it yeah. out. I mean, do you do you see it as a one-on-one, or do you see it as uh, oh. something that could be you know almost teams or spearheads Mm. against each other i see it as a relatively small scale game maybe Mm -hmm. not necessarily one-on-one i feel if you have two questorus style knights it's definitely a one-on-one game Mm -hmm. you can have one one knight gallant versus one knight paladin or whatever etc that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but i feel because there's also room in here because i've done basic stats for all the major knight chassis yes you could have say three armagers go up against a castigator or you could have god forget god forbid a porphyrian fight two questorus knights or something like that <laughs> like there's, there's room for balancing that that's one of the things we just need to work out at some point is how how do assign point mm-hmm. how do assign points tonight i don't know <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that like when i was writing my notes i was like the first thing i went was points question mark like what? <laughs> how yeah. are we gonna get this balanced like when an armor is yeah. taken <laughs> on oh yeah any of the like, others. R- rules is written an armor will be one shot by any decent anti-tank weapon on a night mm. like is as it is they're light they're snappy that's good for them if they get hit by a volcano lance, they ain't coming back. No, no matter what, no, <laughs> they're that's gone. True. <laughs> I suppose you could have it in one of two ways. You could either have mm. it where it's restricted to where you have to have the same class, and ultimately mm. the difference is the weapon loadouts yeah. at, and, and tactics, and, tactics yeah. and dice rolls. So you could literally mm. just limit Armagers fight Armagers, Questorus fight yeah. Questorus, for example. Um, again, or you, I think. I I think at the moment, if it's a one-on-one, it has to be that way, I think. Yeah. Because oh, otherwise it would just be... I mean, I know you could argue, well, okay, <laughs> if you're an Armager against Questorus, you could heavily buff up the Armager and heavily debuff yeah. the Questorus. Yeah. But then that's, point, that's not realistic as yeah. well, because that's no, not going to no. happen. So, Although, look, hey, someone's going to take this, and they're going to take an Armager, and somehow they're going to kite a Dominus class knight to death. I can see it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the possibility of it happening. I still haven't worked out how cover works, but Armagers do get cover bonuses. So if that's good enough, 
mm-hmm. maybe they maybe they can pull through with clever use of terrain or something. But yeah, yeah, because otherwise, it, yeah, it, it, like I said, I think even it's one of those sort of concepts where if you if you were an armiger, you're dodging the bullets or mm. or fire, and then you you get into range of you know one of the bigger uh knights mm. you still what you know i mean you're gonna you could cause some damage but are you going to do enough whereas if you obviously you had yeah. like multiple armigers you know that's mm. you know may, maybe that's the way it is that maybe yeah. you have to Create have a, a, a sort a of pre scale yeah like a yeah. configuration almost where you know if you mm. if you're fighting one of the larger ones like you have to have three armigers just just to balance mm. it or you know two or you know such like just to to do it that way because i think I mean, points is fine. I mean, it depends because again, obviously, points could then get into the nitty gritty of the uh, weapons as well. Because again, you could you could have it quite you know AOS like. Yeah. It's like yeah, you, you pick two weapons plus a you know support weapon if it's that type mm. of build, and you pick what you want as long as you you know you in make it WYSIWYG you know and you pick pick what you want mm. and that's fine. Or like I said, you yeah. could then point it like it does in normal forty k. Mm. What you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Ah, uh, like I feel pointing it 40k style requires a lot more work, so I'm less drawn <laughs> to that option yeah, immediately. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's room there for that. Like, again, I have no idea how to point things. Hey, if someone from Games Workshop is listening to it, this because I know you guys do listen to the show. Hey, <laughs> we know. Okay. Um, send me a document. You 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 guys have an internal document on how you point things. I assume they send do, that yeah. to us, please. Yeah. Because um. All the stats in here are rough conversions from the 40k equivalents. So if you just tell me how you point things, I can figure it out. Yeah. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I feel like... So e- each knight has an assigned, quote-unquote, loadout, as in it's what comes on the knights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like that idea of they've got a set list of what can go on that nice chassis and all the, quote-unquote, hard points where the weapons go, mm-hmm. and then just picking and choosing from the list there... Because especially, I could live out my dream of twin Thundercoil thunder Harpoons, um, <laughs> or twin Conflagration Flamers, although those are less effective in this version of the game, uh, because they're not fighting infantry at any mm. point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, they're more sort of like an anti-armiger weapon, uh, a lot of the Flamers. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, actually, as well, what, with the uh, point side things, you could, to make it easier, you could, if you were doing it via weapons, you could put mm. it into a concept of... I know that they're in tiers, maybe, you know, so mm, you sort of, you, yeah. know, you know, you tear up each of the, you know, you see, right, yeah, that's a one, two, you know, maybe it's one to three, for example, mm, and mm. and then that's what you can do. You can, you can, you know, you can take, you know, what, you know, I know a one and a three, or you can take two twos, for example. Yeah, you know, so it's sort of, maybe. That maybe, you know, yeah. that's sort of almost a bit like a power level sort of thing mm. where you can sort of take only so much, you know, you can't just go, yes, I'm going to have twin Avenger Gatlin cannons, <laughs> you know, or something like yeah. that. Sort of, you, you know, because they're both three, both, you know, tier three and you've got, yeah, so almost mm. like very basic number of points where you've got like, yeah, yeah say four, mm. for example, you know, you've got four points to to um to pick your your weapons with or mm. such like so mm. yeah that may be easier not a bad idea yeah, yeah. obviously t- tearing them is a you know obviously another concept but then it makes it a little bit easier and I, I know you may not get it mm. right but then i suppose that's the same with power levels in 40k yeah you know, they're yeah. they can be imbalanced if you mm. know if it if uh, you pick the right units or not the yeah. right units so Okay, I mean, okay. I, guess, I guess the easiest way to do it is just to use the 40k point slash power level system. 
Yeah. Because these are roughly based on that. Um, mm-hmm. The knight stats, not as much, because there's a lot of conversion going on there. But, like, the weapon stats are a pretty basic conversion of the actual weapon stats there. So maybe that could work. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Something to think about. Um, mm. So... Right, so we've got an I, you know, so we've got this this idea now. So they're going to be, mm. you know, you're going to be recreating these epic battles, you know, and we'll, you know, concentrate on one and one, and we'll base it at mm. this point mm. going forward, just as they, they've got to be the same class, okay? Until yeah, yeah, you know, there's a an additional rule set which allows <laughs> multiple <laughs> knights to play. So, um, I mean, how how are you thinking from sort of a cover and deployment? Well, actually, just let's talk about cover, mm. you know, because obviously. Yes. I suppose it's, again, a bit like if you compare it to Titanicus, obviously you've got a lot, you know, a decent amount of cover in that, and obviously it does impact the way things are, because, Mm. again, you don't want it to be open, because otherwise that would just be Mm. boring. Immediate, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just fire at each other and that's it. It'd just be (laughs) (laughs) just two gun, Mm. you know, gun knights just firing at each other. That would be, wouldn't be right. Yeah, Um, yeah. uh, You know, so I suppose it's one of those where you'd have to... have i suppose have terrain rules which there's enough there's enough of it on the battlefield to make it worthwhile um i mean yeah, does it, does it, yeah. i'm just trying to think does some like is it like itc and such like in 40k don't they have like preset yeah. rules yeah, for, they terrain? Do for terrain so, well we could do it um warcry style where you've got a deck of terrain mm, layout oh that's an idea yeah and like it doesn't have to just be like you need this 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 and this set it's just like get terrain and lay it out roughly in this here's the rules for what this part of it is etc mm. etc so like say no matter what you've got this square in the middle is going to be impassable so you can't move over it you can't see through it or whatever yeah. Um, yeah. that's a possibility mm. um, um i've been i've made a lot of notes already <laughs> uh, i'm going to add <laughs> warcry warcry terrain deck yeah. question mark cuz i suppose yeah. i suppose the way you you could also pitch it in that regard is the fact that if it's again you're you're describing epic battles on on the you know on the on the ground is that mm. you, you you know armies and units come across each other like you know you could be you know your oh, knight, yeah. your knight is running along the battlefield mm. and then just comes across an enemy knight you know like aha yeah you know like and then <laughs> and obviously in that scenario you're you know, you will have random terrain in in front of you if it was a real life yeah. battle, wouldn't you? You want oh, it's yeah. not it's not pre deployed in that sense. You so mm, you've got to sort of work mm. with, you know. So if you used like a random deck concept, like you know, like um, yeah, Warcry yeah. does, that sort of makes sense because it's like, well, you just mm. got to deal with the scenario. That's it. You know, it's yeah, sort of, yeah, absolutely. It may, it may be better for you. It may be better for your opponent, but you know, mm. again, yeah. that's the way it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, and, and get a get a couple different basic terrain types. So yeah. have have like I said the impassable where you just straight up can't go through it. Mm-hmm. Have the difficult where the knight loses some movement going through it. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if there's such a thing as dangerous terrain for a knight unless it's deep water. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose it's yeah. also it's also making it so that the people that if you're wanting to play it aren't sort of having to do some very elaborate terrain as well you know mm, it's almost like yeah. you could do with having terrain where yeah like you said this will block him even if it physically well oh no i can see over mm. that it's almost like it needs to be you know because yeah. obviously some people may not want to build a, a skyscraper <laughs> to, to sort yeah of block off. no god you know, that's a big ask <laughs> so it's sort of 
you need a situation where they can almost almost hide from each other. Even though I know that's not a nice yeah. thing to do, but there's you know going to be scenarios where they want to have co- cover, well, a hundred percent cover almost from their opponent. Yeah, and they've got to get around it. So yeah, I think that's something to mm. you know something yeah. to think about as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that sort of plays nicely into deployment as well, because again, obviously, mm. as we know with Warcry, mm. you've got the deployment cards which obviously tell you where yeah. to set up obviously you're not going to have the mm. what's it the hammer and the shield and, and the dagger oh, um, <laughs> maybe no, if you've got no. three knights like, yeah if you've got maybe for multiple model ones have it knights come on you know one at a time effectively mm. yeah. per turn yeah just so there's not this immediate enormous shootout and you can have some of that tactical play <laughs> yeah so that's something to to think about but um but i suppose it's also uh, I, I suppose it's also thinking about what sort of play area you'd want it on as mm. well, because I'll see yeah. um, they're big models and obviously you've got, you know, things are up to 72 inches. So yeah. I mean, are we, yeah. are we, I don't know, are we thinking like a four by four ideally? Cause I yeah, suppose six I was, by four was, would be a bit big. I was just thinking, I was just thinking four by four. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a I, nice I, size for this sort mm. of scale where it's yeah, enough and to, it's, um, yeah. It's enough to get stuff on it, and it's the perfect size increase from the skirmish stuff, which is almost all two by two. Mm, yeah, for like kill team and warcry and all that kind of thing tend to be two by two. So be like, yeah. no, we're bigger, we're twice yeah. as big. <laughs> yeah, it sort of makes sense because I suppose if it was two by two, it you'd be on top of each other like straight away, and it just wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> oh, be yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Any knight could move once and yeah. immediately be halfway across yeah, the board. Exactly. Whereas this, this, you get a little bit of movement. Tactical I mean, six done. by four would be good if, again, in the case of multiple knights. I mm. think if you've got like a yeah. two on two or three on three, then yes, you would have to again go up to six by four potentially because mm. that's a you know bait, normal size ta- oh, yeah. you know, table, but obviously without any any ground troops basically. But you know mm. you could still mm. use it in a an effective way. But I think if it's a one on one, I think four by four would be yeah, absolutely gives you enough room to to get a bit tactical. Because again, it's yeah. one of those where it's funny because obviously there's only so much ta- only so many tactics you can you could get with this game that you know what mm. at, the, at the end you're gonna you know you're gonna probably take a few pot shots at each other but then you're gonna want to try and get close and you know, yeah cause Turn problems up the heat. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly cool okay so yeah so we if we did and I suppose again you ideally want a situation where deployment you're at the, I suppose deploying at the edge again because of the size yeah you, know, you almost want it to be where the back of the base is the back of the table, you know, so you're sort of mm. as far away from each other initially, you know, yeah. as possible. Yeah. The table. Allow for, allow for plenty of actual positioning play and some ranged play before a melee knight immediately leaps across the distance. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Hey, incidentally, lances are going to be problems in this. They're not in 40 K. They might be problems <laughs> in this one. Exactly. That shield should do something. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, so I think that's the, the 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 basics of the, you know, I suppose the start, isn't it? Mm. How, you know how you would yeah. do it. Um, I've got a few other ideas, but they're more they're more advanced ideas. <laughs> so okay, I think, yeah, um, yeah, which aren't relevant until we get into it. So I think it'd probably be better yeah. to talk about the phases now. I think to yeah, sort of yeah, give an idea of what cool. we're thinking or what you or initially what you came up with so do you want to yeah. sort of talk about where what sort of what your thinking was with the phases yeah uh, so i i decided to split it up into pretty much five phases um based based a little bit off of 
a mix of Warcry and 40k slash kill team. Uh, so first off, you have the initiative phase, which is a little bit based off Warcry, but instead, the different classes of knights have different initiative stats because some are slow, some are fast. Uh, and basically, each person rolls a d6 and adds the initiative value, and then whoever rolls the highest gets to choose who acts first for the entire round. So because it's not always advantageous to be the absolute first person. Sometimes you want your opponent moving before you do, but, you know, so it's, it's a roll-off to see who chooses who goes first. Um, then there's a movement phase, where you move, you alternate moving, obviously. Uh, shooting phase, pretty self-explanatory. Combat phase, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> uh, and then instead of a battle shock or morale or whatever phase, I put in a reactor phase, mm -hmm. because uh, it's a big thing in Titanicus is to push your reactor to get extra buffs and do extra things. Um, and I feel like that is something knights would definitely do in sort of honorable honorable one-on-one combat is really push themselves to the limit because this is a jewel this is a, <laughs> this is a jewel for the ages you've got to go beyond your limits break that barrier really really get a reven uh and you might overload your reactor if you push your knight too hard yeah uh and um all of the effects on this are pretty rough but uh they get really rough straight up to a straight up reactor meltdown which is probably going to destroy your knight. Uh, <laughs> Game over. <laughs> if you, yeah, if, if, you, if you push your knight too hard, the knight will just blow up on you. Mm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Which feels about right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, it won't just blow up, but it'll take a bunch of damage, mm. probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that, that five phase makes sense. You, you know, you're going to... Because I suppose, I think, again, remember in Titanicus, I think there's like an orders phase which is sort of yeah, similar yeah. to the initiative phase. You're going to move, mm. you're going to shoot, you're yeah. going to fight, you know, it's going to mm. happen. The, you know, it's, it makes sense to stick to the the traditional rounds. And like I said, yeah, reactor makes perfect sense mm. for, for these. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking with the, now is it, this could be controversial. Is it mm. worth, obviously with the initiative phase, the, the person decides who goes first this battle round. Is it worth having almost like an initiative phase for every, every phase. phase, yeah. Ooh, that could like, be interesting. Where you I like don't, that actually, because again, I know that makes it more random. But then, because mm. uh, my thoughts are, if you if you win that initiative phase, you could have a real, you know, like you could really have an advantage potentially. Yeah, Whereas, true. I mean, obviously, if you're lucky to roll, whereas if obviously you had it for every phase, if you were lucky enough to roll, then okay, that's fine. But then that's the dice allowing it. Um, mm. Whereas obviously, yeah. by doing it for every phase, it sort of gives everyone a chance to sort of yeah. counteract potentially mm. just yeah a and you could even yeah that's, i like that idea it's it's you get your equivalent of the double turn when yes. you uh when you choose to go second in the movement phase and then choose to go first in the shooting phase yes <laughs> um, exactly that, and that's <laughs> that fine because you, you yeah. but then at least the person's had almost a second chance to mm, the other to, you know to sort of back yeah yeah exactly because because again you know because why i'm thinking that is that this is sort of game where things could, could still could be over pretty soon and i'm mm, just thinking if someone's yeah. like right yes i get to go first right i'm gonna move i'm gonna shoot bah, 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 here's what oh you're dead or yeah mm. you know like and again if that happens that's fine because that's the yeah. way the dice go but i think like i said having it almost up for up to be random you know every mm. every phase because yeah. again, you know, you're not because realistically, the battle rounds you may only have a few potentially. Mm. You know, oh yeah, I don't know, see there being more than two or three. Exactly. In most so, cases. whereas at least by adding, you know, that dice roll to every phase, it just yeah, just makes it where it's almost like 
which I think is right, is that it's very mm. reactive. You know, in the sense yeah, that if you if yeah. you imagine two knights <laughs> fighting each other, it's sort mm. of like I'm going to move, I'm going to shoot. Well, the other knights just stand in there. You know, whereas at least the yeah. you know this yeah. sort of makes it where they, they can almost you can go tit for tat with each other slightly yeah. potentially yeah. if the dice go I your mean, way. There's there's always going to be a degree of that because the movement phases everyone does their move and the shooting phases everyone does their shooting. Of course, but like of yeah, course. I, I like. Yeah, I like the idea of making even more knife's edge back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, okay. That's, so that's, that's definitely out of consideration. Okay, because <laughs> you, you could have it as an initial in, initiative phase, mm. and then, like I said, yeah. then there's sort of almost one in between. And, mm. I mean, I, I suppose we also, because obviously, as you said for that, uh, each knight rolls 1d6 and has their initiative value. I suppose that's only applicative, obviously, or, you know, if um, you have mixed knights obviously yeah cause obviously if yeah. we're because we're, obviously we said a minute ago if we're doing a you know you have a one-on-one you have to do the same night then then mm, there yeah. would be no initiative but yeah, yeah. The, who but, knows we could do further customization yeah you could feel like a stripped down knight and lose armor points in exchange for more initiative or something yeah. like that yeah well that's but, yeah because that's hmm. it you could have a situation where you, you still even if you're the same knight against each other mm. you can still have initiative value yeah and it doesn't obviously from from the start you, you might as well just roll a mm. dice because there's no, you yeah. know, you're both yeah. equal. But you could have things that increase or decrease your initiative mm. as the game yeah. goes on. And therefore, yeah. you know, as you're getting a more... Or you advanced, could even, um, you could push the reactor for a better initiative. Exactly. Value or yeah. Something. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So it does give you an edge, but then, you know, it's risk risk reward. Because I suppose that's ultimately mm. the way this game, to me, the game should play. It should be complete risk reward because... It's two knights mm. fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be the small the small differences that you know yeah. that can make oh, the big yeah. differences. So although yeah. I, I would I also wouldn't mind this just came to just this just came to mind. Knights are meant to be heroes and like mm. big bigger than life characters. I would like to jam in here somewhere like a character customization yeah. thing where yeah. like you can figure out what 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 your knight is known for and how does that affect its abilities in the game and things like that maybe something changes up like your knight's known for being particularly speedy maybe gets a movement and initiative buff or your mm. knight's known for being really tough maybe gets a few more uh damage boxes and things like that yeah um yeah uh, again off the top of my head that that'll need a lot of fleshing out if that becomes a thing <laughs> well yeah because i'm messing I, with it even further yeah <laughs> no because i i thought similar on those lines i thought of the a house buff debuff situation mm. so you ha- like yeah either optional or compulsory you say right mm. you, okay say it was compulsory so you you have to pick a house you're from and yeah there's a, yeah. a buff and a debuff that go with that mm. house so it's not yeah. all oh great you know yes you know you go with this house you get better movement but then because of that mm. you your initiative is is affected oh, by it yeah so so yeah. it's sort of like there's oh there's n- there's not one that's a clear like yes i have to have that oh house man that'd be great actually mm. i can just see like um if you chose the infernal household if you were feeling a chaos knight you just take a reactor hit at the start of every battle round but then you get the buff out of it mm. yeah is that the demons are literally chewing away at the inside of your knight yeah <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be really because well, again it it balances it. Well, hopefully, because mm. again, as we see hopefully. with other 
Okay, hopefully, <laughs> if it's done right, it, you know, it can, because obviously, um, I swear there's another game that I've seen that on. I don't know, maybe it's not a GW game, but mm. I've got this idea from somewhere. But yeah, I just think yeah. it's nice where it's, um, it could be actually video games, because video games do this sometimes. Where, yeah, you know, where you get a buff with a guaranteed debuff. Yeah, exactly. Into it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which I think just, again, just makes it a little bit more interesting. And I, I'd actually make that compulsory, that you have to yeah. pick a house, because they're all part of a house. Apart from a free blade, obviously, but then that free blades yeah. can have their own. Is a house, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. actually, yeah. That, actually, mm-hmm. what you, the, the the most obvious thing to do with free blades is what I think happens in forty k, where you have to roll mm. for it. You yeah, know, you have to roll for a, a debuff and roll for a buff, and it's yeah. completely. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's completely random, completely um, random. So the house is a, if you pick a house, you know yeah. what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, this is some uh, good stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Free so slash Dreadblade. Yeah. <laughs> <Roll>. <laughs> Write them down. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's something. Um, I was wondering if there's any way we could sort of incorporate the throne or hell mechanicum in some sort of way. Mm. I don't, I, yeah. don't I don't know. I haven't sort of thought that far. Mm. But um, I suppose I was thinking more if you had, this is more for like a multiplayer or multi-night mm. team mm. where you'd have like one knights with you know the throne mechanicum and then you've got the armigers with helm with mechan- yeah you yeah. could sort of do some interesting rules with that where they sort of oh yeah you know sort of take over mm. or because that's obviously what they do in theory because obviously they're controlling the 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 mm. armigers um mm. so yeah you could have something like that or you could have similar Ooh. to what you were saying the characters yeah. the, the the throne mechanicum has its mm. own rules you know like yeah you know, um, well, but, yeah, it, it could even be you because you've got a custom character, quote unquote. But the custom character is the knight, and it's mm. thrown not necessarily the knight's current pilot. Because hey, throwing things out, we should squeeze more stuff in here. Make it like Necromunda. If your knight gets blown up, roll to see what happened to the pilot. Maybe yeah. they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Because it'd be nice to actually that them. You know, I know. I know we're sort of getting ahead of ourselves here, but it'd mm. be it'd be nice for there to be some sort of campaign or at least some yeah. sort of character n- narrative driven something. Yeah. You, where, could, you know, you could, you could play a whole tourney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And have, have your, uh, have your nobles in re- in reserve for when they die. Yeah. Like, yes. We've oh. found another noble. <laughs> so we got, we got two forms of play. We've got quick play and we've got tournament play. Yeah. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> tournament, tournament is where you actually run the tournament with, you know, you can roll for repairs in between games mm, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be radical. Hell that'd yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> another thing I thought of, I know, I know we still need to go through the phases, but I'm just thinking, uh, um, listen, it, we'll link, we'll link a Google doc with this in the show notes. Have this up while we're recording this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while, while, while you're listening to this, rather, um, yeah. <laughs> so that you can follow along with whatever the hell we're talking about. Yeah, because I, th- I suppose that's the problem. We're sort of, we're, this is basically like a brainstorming <laughs> sort of session. Mm. So, yeah. you know, so b- apologies if we're sort of bouncing around a bit, but that's sort of, I suppose, the very nature of doing this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. But no, we will move on to the phases in a minute and sort of, you know, go through them and yeah. sort of think yeah. how we can get those to work. But no, I was thinking, you c- and this is more for when there's sort of a, you're at the point of death on one of them you can have like a mercy rule or something like that because mm. obviously knights are mm. honorable so i'm wondering yeah. if you could have some sort of um that's it that's what i'm thinking so in combat arena which i played mm. last year when i last went to warmer world with the guys and um the one one of the concepts i liked is that when when 
I'm trying to think exactly what happens, but there was basically a character where he died, but then you, you they still have an impact on the game. Now, obviously, yeah. in this context, I'm not saying that to happen, but you could have a situation where, say, someone's down to zero wounds. So in theory, they're about to die. You then roll a dice to see if there's almost like a, like, almost like a last chance something to happen. Yeah. Like where something yeah. blows up accident like you know or blows up oh. and causes problems or or they go yeah no, don't kill me like they sort of put you know like the the yeah know, the, yeah the sign up say no mercy mercy and then <laughs> you know something comes well you it. could um you could have it as a choice when a knight you know uh goes down permanently what whether they've completely filled out with damage or the core's been hit too badly mm-hmm. you can have the choose you can have the choice to eject or detonate yeah yeah, that'd be an idea. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I just think, yeah, yeah just just have a bit more choice in the... And also, again, I think what I, what I want to see with this is is random stuff happening because yeah, that's what's fun. Yeah. You know, we're just like, the like you know, the, the like, again, going back to Combat Arena, the, there was a situation, I think it was, yeah, one of, I think it, one of the guys, his character was shot in the head, headshot, instant kill. Mm. But then, yeah. but then his bot, because his body was around, it, it the other, the other, you know, people fighting the arena can still fall over his dead body, and it still causes problems, <laughs> even though he's dead. You know, yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. I love the fact that even though that character's out of the game and mm. you know can't win it now, they can still yeah. cause problems yeah. for people still fighting. Uh, I love that idea. Maybe, maybe, um, if it's a multi-night game, when a night falls, it's replaced with a terrain piece that has a chance of blowing up if it's shot too near or yeah. you do combat on it or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. an idea. I mean, because I think also going back to Titanicus, I th- I'm pretty sure that when a knight is taken out and not to enough to cause an explosion, they become a mm. train piece. They're still left on yeah. there because they've just gone, yeah. you know, <laughs> systems mm. shut down and just, they're just there <laughs> and ejected, <laughs> but they're still in the, you know, in theory, they would form because mm. of how big they are. Titans are, you know, so big that they would become a train piece and would affect yeah, line of sight yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, oh, you know, yeah again, exactly. that's, I know that's more of a multi-night game, but again, I think it's something to, mm. to consider. Oh, but you, you can imagine it where, like, a Questorus knight is in the middle of this lane that's exactly big enough for it to walk through and then shuts down mm. without falling over, and then you just you can't use that piece, that the lane between two pieces of terrain anymore. Yeah. There's a knight just standing in the way, yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, or you can have it that you have to, you can get it out the way, you can blow it out the way, but then you're wasting mm. your, you know, shots. your shots on, yeah. on that rather than your your opponent. So, mm. Mm. cool. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, let's let's go into these phases and sort of mm. see what we've come up, you know, what yourself has come up with and sort of see where, where we can go with it. So, uh, so yeah. like you said, so we've got the initiative phase first. Obviously, you know, we've sort of said that, you know, we're up for debate that we may do this sort of every every mm. phase so yeah um so let's crack on to the so the movement phase so if you want to mm. sort of explain your yeah where yeah. you're thinking of this yeah uh so in the movement phase there's basically four choices of different moves you can do there's move which is you just make a normal move uh no other things happen uh there's charge so this this is what i really like about kill team is your charging is done in the movement phase mm-hmm. um so you charge an opponent I'm not sure if it will just be the 2d6 and then go that far, or kind of like Kill Team is, where even if you fail the charge, you still get to move, or if it's maybe half your move plus a d6 or plus 2d6 or something, just to make charging a little more reliable. Mm-hmm. Again, that's something that's something to playtest out on seeing how we do on space, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, 
and the knight being charged can fire a weapon in Overwatch because um, I don't think I'd do the Overwatch only hit on sixes. I would say you get to choose one weapon to fire at full capacity (laughs) because you're being charged by an opposing knight. You're going to bring, what, you're going to shoot all the little tiny anti-infantry guns? No, 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 you're (laughs) going to take the plasma cannon and turn it directly towards the person trying to run run up and jam a chainsaw into Mm. your knight. Um, Who cares about the other guns? Um, There's rush, so the knight moves an extra 2d6 on top of its base movement, but can only turn once, up to 9 degrees, and can't fire in the shooting phase, Mm because it's literally rushing along, it's got to go in an almost straight line, and... It's not going to be shooting a whole lot. Um, and then aim, where you move up to half your movement and get plus one to hit on your first weapon in the shooting phase. But if you don't move at all, you can also change your hit location role in the shooting phase because there's hit locations in this version of the game. Everyone, yay. yay. Everyone's favorite things. Um, <laughs> and that that is for the ranged knights. Like I would imagine a Castellan would probably be doing aim every turn, honestly. like. Yep. They're not, they're not looking to get into close combat when they're dueling other knights. They're looking to take precise shots with volcano lances. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, yeah so, so I suppose, yeah, starting, going back to the, the beginning. So, yeah, move move up to their movement. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. sort of a given, really. And I, and I presume mm. it means they can carry on shooting and such like. Yeah, it, you yeah, know, yeah no, sh- other, no other penalties or anything. Yeah, yeah. sort of just the, the most neutral thing to do. Right, so with charge, mm. so knight charges opponent, opposing knight may fire one of its weapons of retaliation. Um, I agree, I think, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't make it a six, but would it, is it something that maybe you do like, I don't know, a minus one to hit to take into account. Yeah, they're being, maybe. They're being yeah. charged and will, you know, they've got to mm. almost react. So in theory, yeah. it's not as much of a penalty as, oh, you have, you know, six to hit and that's mm. it. It could yeah. be, you know, a four, four. to hit still. Oh. We, can, we can go full old school in this. There's already some old fourth and fifth edition ideas in here. Why don't we just take vehicle facings? They don't affect your armor. They affect your overwatch. If someone charges you from the front facing, no penalty. Mm-hmm. From the side, neg one. From behind, neg two, because you're mm. trying to turn around and shoot. Yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah. I like yeah. that idea actually. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Ha, I, think, ha, ha, ha. I, I think that's fair because, like I said, if you're being charged from behind or being, you know, that then mm. yeah, you can, in theory you you should have the ability to turn around. But like I said, there should be a penalty to that because, like I said, it's mm. not as easy to do. So yeah, I like that idea. I think that's that. Yeah. I think that's fair as well. Because mm. you know, because again, that, you know, if it put, if it comes off, that could be catastrophic for the oh, yeah. for the charging yeah. knight. You know, because <laughs> you know, obviously, because of the fact you can choose one weapon, and obviously you're going to choose one of your meaty ones. You know, if it pulls yeah. off, you can oh, actually yeah. take them down. Oh, but, but yeah, then that's absolutely. the way it should be. You know, that it could yeah. be that would be reward. amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, could you just imagine a valiant whipping 180 degrees around and thrown off the, the harpoon and just spearing? <laughs> Yeah. Another night, Riders is about to get to... God, that'd be good. <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> we, That's why I like it. Duncan Rhodes on this, on this stream right now. Yeah. I need him in here. <laughs> yeah. Please, please join us for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I like that idea. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. So, right, so Rush. So, yeah, the knight moves an additional 2d6, but can only turn once up to 90 degrees and cannot fire in the shooting mm. phase. So, so I presume this is just to either get out of line of sight or is to yeah. get in position to make a charge, yeah. potentially. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we could introduce some other objectives. Because at the moment, it's a pure combat game. 
Mm-hmm. But I feel there could be room for, just as we could have random terrain and random deployment, there could be, like, random side objectives. Yeah. Like, the, the knights are fighting over something if it's not a tournament. Like, mm-hmm. these these are two knights on the field. Maybe there's a fallen commander they have to go protect or kill or whatever. This could be one of those, oh, it's the, it's the third turn. I've got nothing but my legs and one point in my torso left. Let's get all the way over there and do what we need to do before yeah. this other knight <laughs> yeah. kills us. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, cool. but yeah, okay. it, it is it is more of the the heavy positioning one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And and, okay. and there's way there's way around ways around not being able to shoot. So certain kinds of knights with certain kinds of weapons will be rushing a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, make, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, right. So in the last one you said was aim. So the knight moves up to half its movement and gains plus one uh, to hit on its first weapon in the shooting phase. If the knight does not move at all, it can add or subtract one from the location rolls for the shooting phase. I presume that's cumulative. Um, if um, you don't move, or you do, you get the plus yeah, one hit, yeah, and get, then you get both if you don't move yeah. at all. Yeah, which makes sense again, mm. I suppose. You're aiming, it, you're giving yep. up any positioning to get a clean shot, effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm. I, I I think that's solid as well. Actually, I think again, it may maybe something to tweak if you you know after mm. play testing. Mm. But no, I think again, it's again, it's that risk reward because you're, you know, you're getting a better shot, but obviously you're leaving yourself potentially in the open because you're not moving. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's what knights do. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, I think with move movement phase with like any game, really, there's only so much you can, you know, tweak. Yeah. Yeah. Moving's moving at the end of the day. Yeah. All all the, um, all the intricacies will be dependent on the game at the moment and the players playing, Like you can build so much into the movement phase eventually it's going to be down to the people actually doing the moving. Yeah, Games can be won or lost in the movement phase in any yeah. game. Yeah. But like Definitely. it relies on the player more than the system specifically, unless yeah. you're playing fantasy where if you manage to get in that side charge with cavalry on a big infantry block, mm. <laughs> those are the days. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. You, do, you don't need to be, don't need to be crazy deep on movement. No. Just no, let, I, let it be what it is. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's not, I think it's nice to have those options anyway mm. um mm. you know it's it, it makes sense and you know i suppose if you wanted it you could do little tokens to show you like yep i've charged mm. or i've mm. rushed you know because again i know that's a yeah. common thing but yeah. or, or you just remember you know whatever's easiest mm. for people playing um right okay so i move to the shooting phase obviously this is a bit more mm-hmm. uh, involved <laughs> so yeah so cameron take it away what's your what did you come up yeah. with yeah uh, so they alternate firing weapons one at a time. So, for example, if you've got a guy with a battle cannon and an Avenger Gatling cannon, and I've got a guy with a harpoon and a flamer, you fire your battle cannon or or whatever. I fail, fire my harpoon. You fire your Gatling cannon. I fire my flamer. You back and forth until everyone's fired all their weapons. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's an advantage here for the uh, Questorus and Dominus class knights because they tend to have way more weapons than other knights do. Um, but that they're paying that because if they're doing that, they generally don't have a lot of melee capability mm-hmm. comparatively. Um, so there's four weapon categories, and weapons can belong to multiple categories, and these are kind of derived from a lot of the 40k categories, and we're yep. trying to essentially dumb down and simplify those into something that involves rolling less dice. Um, so, uh, for, for example, first thing first, a weapon only ever fires one shot unless it has rapid which yeah, is okay. it makes a number of shots equal to the rapid value. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things that have multiple shots in 40K don't have multiple shots in this uh, because 
A, I wanted to reduce dice rolling. B, a lot of those things in 40k have multiple shots because they were dropping like pie plates in previous editions. They were mm-hmm. doing uh, blast markers. Yep. And in this, there's the bombard trait, which is if you miss, you roll a die. And if you roll under the bombard value, then it still hits, but it, it's worse at penetrating armor effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so, for example, the rapid fire battle cannon, which is 2d6 shots in 40k, instead is. Rapid 2, because there's still two blasts going off. Mm-hmm. Bombard 4, I think. So if you miss if you miss with the first shot, there's a 50% chance you still hit them with a the blast, yeah. basically. Yeah. So instead of rolling 2d6 dice, then rolling all those dice to hit, you're rolling two dice, and then if either of those miss, you roll one more dice for each one that misses. Mm-hmm. It cuts down a lot of rolling, um, <laughs> and it still, it still gives you the feel. Um, then there's Assault, which you can fire it even if you rushed, but you're a negative one to hit, so... Uh, this is a lot of the things that are assault in 40k, like flamers and melter guns and things like that tend to be assault. Um, because these are the things they fire on the move. Uh, the neg one penalties there, just so you can't rush up with a bunch of melter guns on your night. Because they are, they are, they are pretty decent still against knights. Um, and the final category is defense, which is, um, for those of you wondering about the placement of guns on knights, the ones on like the shoulders next to the head, those are what are called like defensive mounted weapons, as in yep. they're there to defend the knight against close range attacks. This is essentially the pistol category from 40k, which yeah, is I like that. if you're in close yeah, if you're engaged in close combat and your weapon has the defense category, you can still shoot it. Yeah. Um because yeah, and the, there's the advantage here, because uh say if you get charged in the movement phase, but you win initiative for the shooting phase and you've got a defense weapon you can immediately start pounding away at that knight that's trying to hit you with a sword mm-hmm. uh, before yeah. it gets, before, maybe before it starts chopping your knight in half. Um, yeah, so those are the four categories. You've got assault, bombard, defense, and rapid. And combining these four things, I found gave a pretty good estimation of uh, weapon stats from 40k and like the feel of it while making things a lot s- a simpler. For example, uh, something I'm very proud of: <laughs> all flamer weapons are bombard seven. Mm. which means if the shot from the flamer misses, it's still 100% hits because yeah. you need to roll a six or less to still hit with it. Mm-hmm. But it it's just you didn't guide the flame perfectly, so it's got to roll two dice, pick the lowest for armor penetration. Yeah, which again... Yeah makes sense mm. yeah yeah no i like that idea yeah. i think i think having these into their sort of cut down versions of 40k makes sense because i suppose at the, at the you know at the moment if you if you just had completely adopted the 40k rules again it, mm. it could get a bit silly because you'd just be firing oh, off so yeah. many shots and you know oh, you don't yeah. want it to be again a situation <laughs> where it lasts 10 seconds you want it to have it where mm. where you know that it's getting that balance isn't it because i suppose at the end of the day yeah. the the, the 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 higher you know more damaged weapons that you have you know want to be able to feel like that and obviously the the stats should reflect that but again you don't mm. want it to be where they just completely dominate someone because again yeah. it would just be a bit you know something and nothing and game would yeah. be over too quick so having this i love the bombard um oh idea. yeah i'm I very happy with I, that one. i think that's a very very cool <laughs> rule because again it it makes a lot of sense that, you know, like I said, these, mm. these shots are going to, you know, when they're missile pods and things like that, because mm. there's a good chance is that they are going to hit because, you know, knights are pretty good at yeah. shooting, but also they're shooting big targets as well. You oh know, yeah. Not, you know, yeah. so again, it makes sense that, that most of the time they should be able to hit or have a, a very good mm. chance of hitting, 
but then yeah. again it's it's almost scaling back the damage to a degree or the or the amount mm. of shots that hit because again it would just get it could get very silly you know where it's sort of yeah uh, oh yeah you know <laughs> like so. if, if i if i can run a chaos knight with twin rapid fire battle cannons in this there would be too much rolling because that's 46 battle cannon shots mm-hmm. six or or even nine heavy stubber shots maybe a missile pod as well like yeah there's going to be a lot of firepower yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I totally, so, yeah. totally get that. So, yeah, yeah. okay. No, I, no, I like him. So, like I said, uh, so with assault, yeah, like you said, weapon can be fired even if they rush, but they get minus one. Again, it's good because it gives an option. Mm. You know, it it, it, yeah. it makes a lot of sense, but it, you know, it it may pay off, it may not. Um, mm. Because again, I suppose if you rush, you 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 know you you're not going to be potentially doing any firing otherwise in that yeah sort of phase. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so defense. I like again. I think that's a, a really good idea because again, it it makes you consider those sort of weapons because again, obviously mm. you've got mm. uh, most knights have got two main weapons, but then they've got the like I said the 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 defensive ones. So it it means mm. they still have a purpose rather than just being yeah. there for show. Yeah, and can I mean like especially with the uh, the Dominus class knights where they each have <clears throat> two twin melter guns in the defense position. Mm. Like because those knights are basically garbage in close combat comparatively. I act, they're so garbage. I haven't written rules for close combat if you don't have a close combat weapon. Mm. And I'm tempted to make it be you make an attack. If you hit, your strength is your toughness. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's your one hit. It's like you're trying to, you know, essentially body slam the opposing knight mm. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but because if you've got a defense mounted weapon. It's okay if you're not great in actual melee because you could still have four melter guns essentially <laughs> yeah. firing off every round. Yeah, yeah. but that uh, that that plays well because I suppose at the end of the day, with you know even 40k, everyone's got a close combat weapon. Even if they don't mm. have a you know a, a weapon yeah. listed, they've got you know they can still do a, a you know an attack that's to their strength, isn't it? And and such like so. Yeah. It sort of yeah. You need it's almost like you that that could do a being in there. So worst case, yeah. yeah you know you it, okay. You know you like I said most of the time you'd use your defensive weapons, but you know like I said if you want to just body slam them or just you know use your mm. battle cannon and just sort of smack them with it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. You know, could do something. Yeah. You know, so mm. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, you'll that's... get at least one attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then over to the combat phase. Uh, I like I like choices. Uh, so when you're fighting in close combat, the first thing you do after we figure out who's going first is each knight chooses whether they're being aggressive or defensive. Because um, some knights don't want to be there in close combat, and they should be fighting defensively, while other knights are destined to be in close combat, <laughs> and they desire nothing but to be there. Uh, so if you're aggressive, you get plus one to hit with your melee weapons, but attacks against you get plus one to penetrate your armor because you are on the on the offensive, basically. You're pushing right up to the enemy knight. You're opening yourself up to get better hits. Um, whereas if you're on defensive, you suffer minus one to hit with your weapons, but armor penetration tests against you roll two dice and pick the lowest. Mm-hmm. As yeah. in, you're trying to shield all your vulnerable spots. You're turning... You're actually using those big pieces of shoulder armor. You're turning into blows with them and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially doing your best to protect yourself in close combat yeah. while not focusing on fighting back. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it's like, it's like, uh, is it guard in Underworlds? You know, where you can sort yeah. of, yeah. you can sort of, yeah, you know, you count you give, all the successes for defense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, mm. I think, I, again, I think this ties into what I was saying earlier with the, the house buffs and debuffs. I like, 
the mm. game, you know, there's a there's something you gain something, you lose something, you know, and yeah. you've got yeah. to, you know, sort of go with what happens because that's where it should be. Because again, mm. it's it, it it sort of it it I it, it does keep it balanced to a degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know. Again, you will always get those moments where something's completely one sided. That's the way mm. war gaming works. <laughs> there's nothing you can really <laughs> do about that. But <laughs> mm. but like I said, like this, it sort of it gives you a tactical choice. You know, like I said, there'll be some obvious ones. Like I said, if you're an aggressive combat mm. uh, knight, you're going to go f- aggressive, but you know, it, you know, the, it may not pay off because, mm. like I said, it leaves yeah. you vulnerable. And like I said, if you're playing defensive, then yeah, you know, it makes you hardier. But then obviously, you're not going to you're busy defending as opposed to yeah. counterattacking. Actually, so. fighting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. And then after all that, we got our reactor phase, which is basically our morale phase. But knights don't have morale; they just have how hard they push themselves in glorious <laughs> combat. Clearly, um, so every knight is always at push level one, effectively. And in the reactor phase, so every time you push your knight to do something, you add one to that level, and it, it can go up pretty damn high. Yeah, because uh, you can push <laughs> twice every phase. Uh, so you can get a lot out of your knight, but you're really juicing it because at that point you'd be up to like push level seven, which guarantees an overload. Um, so basically in the reactor phase, you roll a D6 if the result is less than your current push level. So if you're at one, haven't pushed at all, you're perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you say you pushed a few times, you're at level three. If you roll a one or a two, there's an overload. And when there's an overload, you roll a D6 and add your current push level so it can get nasty. <laughs> um, and there's a few different results depending what you get. They're all not great, uh, but some of them are definitely worse than others. So if on a 2 to 5, you haven't pushed yourself too hard, uh, you just suffer power drain. So you halve your movement in the next movement phase because the knight's busy keeping the important things powered, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, 6 to 7, you've got noospheric interference. Uh, so your systems are on the fritz and you suffer minus 1 to hit with ranged attacks in the shooting phase. Next turn. Um, on an 8 to 9, the throne mechanicum is overheating and you have a Neuralink lockdown as the knight essentially tries to stop itself from burning you to death. Uh, so you get minus one to all rolls for the next battle round because you push the knight really hard to get up to an eight or nine on this table. Uh, and on a 10 plus, you suffer a reactor meltdown. You take D3 hits to the core, ignoring armor and ion shields, which could potentially just straight up blow you up. Um, yeah. So it's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I- I'm pretty happy with that little table. It probably needs a little tweak in here and there. Mm. But, uh, yeah. No, but I think I think I think you're right. You probably yeah. I think only play testing will will show mm-hmm. uh, how mm-hmm. balanced or not balanced it is. But I think you know as an initial one to do, I think it's perfectly fine uh, because, like I said, the the results. Uh, you know, if you do have a reaction over, uh, sorry, reactor overload, you know, a, a pretty okay. You know, in mm-hmm. the sense, the first yeah. one is your, your movements have. So okay, that's annoying, but. You know, it's not the end of the world. And then, like yeah. said, you said, you get ones where it's minus one to all your rolls. Like, oh, but then that's that's yeah. it. You're, you're getting a high result, so you know you've mm. pushed it too far. Mm. So when when you're saying, so what? So can you explain the concept of of pushing? Uh, actually, I think you've got it later. Yeah, right? oh, I've well, got we'll, it later, yeah, but, but I'll just find it now. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um. So in each phase, you can push your reactors to the limit to try and get an advantage. Every time you push, the push level goes up by one. And you can push twice in each phase. Uh, so the initial idea I had in here with the initiative phase is you can push to re-roll your initiative roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but might replace that with push to get a plus one to your initiative roll, mm-hmm. maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in the movement phase, you can push to move an extra D6 inches without changing the benefits from your chosen move. Okay. Um, yep. So, and because you can push twice, for example, you could push twice in the movement phase and rush and go your full movement plus four D6. Yeah. <laughs> but you've pushed <laughs> yeah. twice. So yep. you, you're really, you're really gunning it, but like, or you can move half your movement and still get an extra 2D6 if you choose to aim. Mm-hmm. And, you okay. know, it, it, it's pushing around. Um, in the shooting phase, you can push to add plus one to a hit roll, re-roll an armor penetration test, or increase the benefits of your ion shield by one. I might say increase it by one against the current weapon attack. Um, okay. Because otherwise, pushing once to get plus one to your shields for the entire set of... Yeah, that could be a bit OP, yeah. Might be a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and in the combat phase, you can push to re-roll a hit, add one to an armor penetration roll, or to re-roll an opponent's armor penetration Ooh, roll. So you yeah. can... Yeah, so you can make yourself more accurate, uh, guarantee you're digging through the enemy armor, or defend yourself a bit more readily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I like. And the I also like the shooting phase and combat phase have opposite benefits. Yeah. Shooting phase, you add one to the hit roll and re-roll armor penetrations. In combat, you re-roll the hit roll, add one to armor penetrations mm-hmm. for yep. pushing. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's going to be a common theme where there's, mm. you know, sort of where they you get, you know, minus here, plus here, or, or it, you know, yeah. it, it mirrors or flips over, depending on which way you look mm. at it. So, mm. yeah, because I suppose with the, with the reactors and pushing, it, again, yeah, I know we're repeating ourselves with the risk reward, but I suppose it's it's having enough of a reason to push it. But you know mm. the you know because obviously if you, if the benefits aren't that good, then people are, well, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> it's yeah, but then yeah. you don't want it to be the other way where it's too overpowered because well, then it then was everyone, you do it all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it, risks. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or everyone blows themselves up on the first turn, which would That'd be, be hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> there are probably people that would. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's people who would absolutely push all the time. Because yeah. when the reactor phase is done, you put yourself back to reactor level one, push level yeah. one. So, like, it, it is for that turn, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I think if you... Because you could, I think, in, I think again, it's in Titanicus and it may be in other similar games where I think you can do stuff to reduce it. You know, mm. it, it doesn't yeah. go, it doesn't reset. But I think then it, that's where things can get a little bit more complicated. And also, I get where they're coming from because I suppose if you're pushing and pushing, then, you know, you, you're, the thing's going to keep going up. Whereas I think this this sort of, the, the reset, mm. um, you know, sort of works, works well. Yeah, so. yeah. Right, so we've covered reactors and pushing mm-hmm. so i think we're yeah. you know we're quite happy with you know i think again I, like we said i think it's gonna be one of those where i think tweaking will only come after play testing but i think you know mm. definitely mm. the intent is is great there so right so let's roll it back so that was the react phase so we covered that right so hit locations i think is the yes. next thing to talk about yeah yeah uh so Fortunately for me, the night can easily be divided into six major locations. <laughs> uh, convenient. So right. uh, it's uh, basically whenever you hit with an attack, whether it's melee or shooting, you roll a d6 to see where on the enemy night you managed to hit. Uh, if you aimed in the shooting phase, you can add or subtract one from that roll if you didn't move at all, um, or if you pushed and rolled your 2d6. Mm-hmm. And then you could still get that benefit. Push your reactors, kids. <laughs> it's the cool thing to do. Damn Yeah, so a roll of a 1 is the carapace, because damaging the carapace essentially will never stop the knight from going. You will Mm -hmm. just degrade carapace weapons, and basically, so like, 
The worst you can do by hitting the carapace is knock a missile pod or an autocannon off in most mm -hmm. cases. Um, then we've got left leg and right leg, left arm and right arm, and if you roll six, you hit the core, which Wee. is essentially dead center on the torso. Uh, or if you're take if you're hitting it from behind, uh, dead center on the reactor. Mm. Um, so that that is that is what you want to be aiming for in a lot of <laughs> cases because if you destroy the core, you've obviously destroyed the knight. Whereas you can lop arms and legs off, he'll still keep he'll bite your knees off. Um, <laughs> actually. That I want to write up a special knight, the Black Knight. That's just this knight like cobbled together. It's like it's got like welded on legs, just barely held together. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, Store that the, away. <laughs> we're using uh, the Adeptus Python rules. <laughs> yes, Adeptus Pythonicus, my favorite system. Um, yeah, um, and essentially I put that in here because I like random hit locations. They're one of my favorite things in a lot of stuff. Uh, I love them in tabletop RPGs because. You know, that, that's where you get the gritty feelings. Like, it's not just you hit the enemy, you hit them in the hand or mm -hmm. in the leg or in the head. Um, my favorite, uh, when I played Shadowrun for a bit was always hitting vitals because that was always interpreted as you hit them in the, you hit them in the dick. Um, <laughs> ah, that old move. <laughs> always the best. That old move. Um, but yeah, like, I, I like this kind of thing. And I feel like on a scale of knights versus knights, it's realistic to have the hit locations because these guys, compared to each other are pretty agile so it'd be like a fight between humans they're twisting and turning and ducking and weaving at incredible quote-unquote incredible speeds um and so you're not always sure exactly where you're going to land a hit unless True. you've taken the time to draw up a really perfect shot and yeah i mean everywhere you hit will do something even if it's the carapace you're getting rid of some weapons that could be shot mm -hmm. um but you know if you're hitting the legs as the legs degrade it'll lose a bit of movement um, if you're hitting the arms, as the arms degrade, there'll be penalties to the weapons mounted on their arms. As you hit the core, you eventually turn off iron shields as you damage the core, and you obviously weaken the armor on the core to make it easier to get that final killing blow. Yep. Um, yeah, that basically, it, it, it gives that level of granularity I like, as opposed to, my knight has 24 wounds, and it will eventually get worse at what it does, but for now it's fine. I yeah. like the idea of, you know, you could start the fight by just blasting the opponent's gun off one arm. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's good stuff. Yeah. It'll be fun. Cinematic. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like a Lancer w runs in, takes a volcano cannon to the shield and breaks the shield off and then comes in with the Lance in close combat? It'll be amazing. Mm. I'd love it. Yeah. Love to see it. <laughs> so that's based on the knight's ballistic skill then. So they rolled um, so they rolled rolled to hit and then then they roll the hit location. Well, that. yeah, they they have to hit first and then yeah. it's just 1d6 that. Although maybe maybe have current ballistic skill modify it as well. I'll make a note on that. <laughs> other ways other ways to modify hit locations mm. question mark yeah so i was yeah. just I, I was more you say, saying it for clarity more than anything just to, yeah just, yeah because um, you, yeah. you you can miss shots you can miss straight up yeah. um yeah don't worry about that no no auto hitting unless you've got a flamer yeah uh, it's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah so you've you've rolled to hit you've hit them you know with your ballistic mm -hmm. skill you've hit yep. a particular area then what happens? Yep. Uh, then you get to make your armor penetration tests. Hello, fourth and fifth edition are calling. <laughs> um, uh, look, this was lots of fun because I played Tyranids back then, and so my gene stealers would just glance vehicles to death with rending claws. It was beautiful. Um, 
But it's basically that system. When you hit somewhere, you roll 1d6 and add the strength of the weapon, then compare it to what is essentially the armor. So the knight has a base toughness, but each location on the knight also has a different armor value. You add those together and compare it to your armor penetration test. Yep. Uh, And for each point you exceed their combined toughness and armor, uh, you deal one damage to the location that you hit. So, for example, if the location has a total of six and your weapon is strength four and you roll uh, you roll a four on the die, so you've got eight total, you deal two points of damage to that location. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And locations have multiple uh, points of damage they can take, and as they take damage, like I said, they begin to degrade and either the knight slows down or the weapons become less accurate. Um, and eventually they become crippled and they're super slow or super inaccurate, and then basically once they've taken all the damage they can, any more damage to them destroys them completely. Uh, so, for example, let me just scroll down. Ooh, where's my cursor? There it is. <laughs> uh, scroll down to the Questorus class chassis has a damage capacity of 4 on the arms, uh, so it can take... I haven't quite mapped out the exact stages of damage to crippled, but um, say it takes two damage, then the right arm is damaged. It mm-hmm. suffers a penalty to hit rolls. Takes one more damage. Uh, takes two more damage. It's filled its boxes, so it's crippled. Yep. Um. So it's got an even bigger penalty. If it takes one more damage or any um, amount of damage past that, it's completely destroyed. Can't use that arm or anything that was mounted on it. Yeah. It's been blown off. Effectively, is yeah. the idea there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. like you said, and, um, they can carry on. You know, after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they've got another cool. arm. They've got yeah. feet to kick you with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I based all this off. So knights have a total damage capacity, which I just took their wound stat from 40k and mm-hmm. then divided that up amongst the locations. I thought uh, you had. <laughs> when I yeah, was thinking pretty of the much. Last, yeah, that yeah, makes so sense. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So essentially the core has the most damage capacity because it is literally the core of the knight. It's the mm-hmm. area that's biggest and has the most armor and stuff like that. The carapace has the least damage capacity because it's essentially... When you hit the carapace, you're not hitting that top armor, you're hitting what's on the carapace. So, like, a missile pod, or if you're fighting an armiger, you're hitting a melter gun. Yeah. Melter gun, on its own, doesn't have a lot of damage capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's generally spread evenly throughout the arms and legs of whatever's left. Um, some knights favor the arms, some knights favor the legs, depending on the chassis. Uh, like, Sarastis-class knights have... Oh, no, that's armor failures. They have all the same damage capacity on the arms and the legs. Uh, what is it? The Dominus, the Dominus class knights have more damage capacity on their arms because mm-hmm. their weapons are more important. They've got their, those big armor plates on their arms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, essentially, I divided up as seemed roughly appropriate while still hitting that a Dominus needs 28 total damage capacity and mm-hmm. a Questorus needs 24 and an Armaga needs 12, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I based a whole bunch of stuff off the 40k stuff yeah, just because it, it, it's it diff- simple. It's difficult, isn't it, when you're trying to sort of do these stats. I think it's probably, and I imagine it's for the, the real games designers to try and balance this oh, because, yeah. you you know, until, you know, you like we've said multiple times already, that until you play test, you know, it, mm. this is guesswork. I mean, it makes perfect sense to uh, divvied up the, the wounds into the different areas. That makes perfect sense. Mm. Um but in reality, that may not work. I, I you know, I, I, yeah, I think it will, but you, we'll you find don't out. know until, yeah. until you try it. So, yeah, I think yeah. there's always going to be, but it's an, it's a good starting point. Definitely. Definitely. Mm, mm. So, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. it's mostly it's mostly a numbers game in terms of the actual balance. I think it's like mm. I, I, I'm looking at the toughness and the armor values on these things. And I, don't know, I might have to knock them down just a little bit so that certain weapons aren't a hundred percent useless. But like, mm-hmm. I also feel like a heavy stubber should basically have no chance of injuring a Questorus knight as long as the ion shield's still up yeah. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the Ion Shield, depending on what level it is, just adds extra armor to certain locations uh, until the core is damaged, at which point the Ion Shield switch- switches off, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what par- what's powering it. So, like, uh, for... Where am I? Armagers, Armagers, Armagers. Armagers, their Ion Shield only affects their core, uh, so it only boosts up their core armor, whereas for, say... Where am I? Where for a Dominus class knight, they have a heavy iron shield that increases all of their armor values as opposed to just the core. Yeah. Because you know they can devote more power to shields, mm. so they can shield more of the knight. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in 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 Titanicus, the from memory, the the shields um, obviously get depleted as a number, as as obviously mm. as the Titan takes more shots. Yeah. But uh, and then obviously, but then it can re, you know, it can obviously bring power back mm. to them and such whereas i think yeah. i think for this it would make it complicated if you sort of yeah you know, i think i, I think either the shields the shields up and it helps or it's down mm. you know i think and that, it doesn't and it yeah. doesn't yeah i think i think because we're talking about knights and not huge massive titans mm. you know which yeah have their own yeah. different way you know they, that make it makes sense for that to be more convoluted mm. and a bit more you know yeah. have a bit more complexity whereas and i think the, this the, yeah yeah yeah, and the thing is, if the shield is down, you could still technically push the reactor to increase its value by one mm. to turn it on for one shot. Yeah, effectively. Yeah, Again, so I, risk it, reward. It's yeah. never permanently down. Yeah, like you, it's literally going. The shield's down. Divert all power to shield. Yeah, it's flickering, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, no, I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. Um, so right, so obviously you've you know you've caused damage, um, and mm. so from from your perspective when so when does a when does a knight you know when's it a full risk of going down is it down to um the number of you know the the total damage capacities that has hit zero is that yeah um basically the way i see it is either your core is destroyed or your total damage capacity reaches zero like um essentially if your total damage capacity has reached zero every location is at full negatives and Mm -hmm. knight just shuts down because like, we why would we provide power to anything? Everything's falling apart. The knight needs <laughs> yeah. to shut down. Other, yeah. If we try to take a step, it will fall apart. The yeah. knight's shutting down. Yeah. No questions asked. Um, or if your core is destroyed, which remember isn't just fill the damage capacity, it's do damage past filling the damage capacity. Uh, that means you've essentially rammed a laser slash giant chainsword slash bullet of your choice through the most critical part of the knight and destroyed the reactor is how yeah. I would see that. So that that's the one where they maybe maybe that's where if the knight just reaches full damage capacity, you can choose to eject or detonate. But if the core is destroyed, it's just you roll to see if it detonates. Yeah. No choices. It, it, yeah, it sounds like, like it, it sounds like in boxing the difference between like was it a knockout and a technical knockout? And a technical knockout, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> we both have the same result, really. You both win, you know, you yeah. lose, but it's the how you lose <laughs> and what obviously happens afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I think I definitely think, like we said earlier, that having a a system of what happens when, uh, especially 
when you know you have multiple nights i think that would be really cool you know to have it where like i said it's mm. a catastrophic meltdown and blows yeah. up or just goes and, then, and, and what effect <laughs> that becomes a train piece yeah, yeah. And, that, and that goes nicely into like tournament and narrative where like you said mm. is your you know is your pilot still alive <laughs> or not you know, yeah if, if like I said, yeah. if it just blows apart then you know no he's not going to probably be there whereas if it shuts down he's like no i've ejected <laughs> fight another day so yeah yeah, yeah exactly Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've got the different types of night as well. Obviously, yeah. I've said this yeah. right, but uh, do you want to sort of give an over- your overview of yeah. the, the differences? Yeah. Uh, so your Armagers are obviously, they're a lot less tough. Uh, so a, a lot of these values for strength and toughness, I basically took the 40k value and halved it. Okay. Uh, so like, for example, a Melter Gun is strength 4 as opposed to strength 8. Um, so Armagers, they're only toughness three, but they move 14 inches. They've got plus three to initiative. Uh, they've got a low damage capacity and low armor values. Um, but they are really fast. Uh, they also have, they have a couple of, I've given each class of knight basically a little, a couple of extra special rules to help them stand out a little more. Yeah. Uh, so the Armagers, first off, they have their light ion shields that only help the core. But they're also agile, so they don't they don't have a restriction on turning when they rush. So they can turn and jink as much as they like when they're doing their super big moves, because mm-hmm. uh, they're they're speedy little buggers. Um, <laughs> they they're also small, so they get the benefit of cover when they're within three inches of terrain, rather than if they're actually on terrain, because they're like darting in and out around these burned out buildings and stuff like that. Um, they're literally they're literally small and harder to hit. <laughs> uh, is the idea again? I still don't know exactly what cover does. Will it give bonus armor value? Will it yeah. give a negative to hit? Who knows? We'll figure it out one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they've got their basic array of weaponry. I haven't done the Forge World Armiger weaponry simply because uh, while I was writing this, I didn't look it up. Um, but like for example, a heavy stubber is strength one, uh, and the lowest total toughness and armor on an armiger is five. So with a heavy stubber to ping an armiger, you need to roll at least a five on a d6 if you hit it, uh, and that's if you hit it in the leg. And you roll a five, you do one damage to the leg <laughs> out yeah. of two. Yeah, yeah. Heavy stubbers aren't really for fighting the knights with, but I like the idea that they're there to at least try and ping at it and maybe yeah. help take down shields and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the melter guns are obviously a lot better because, again, also a lot of the weapons have their 40k special ability so melter guns when they're within half range they roll two dice and pick the highest for armor penetration yeah which is what they used to have as well i believe uh back when armor penetration was a thing in 40k now it's just <laughs> roll twice for damage um and then i'm i'm kind of happy with how i did melee because as it is weapons make one attack roll so all the melee weapons have a rapid value to represent multiple attacks Yep. So the armor good chain cleaver, it's rapid three, it's melee range, it's strength six, which is actually really good, because like uh, Questorus Knight is toughness four. So you're already starting out pretty well on there. Um, but all the chain weapons, I gave the rule on a six or more to hit, you reduce the armor value of the location you hit by one, because you're literally like chewing away the armor with a chain yeah. weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the idea of like hacking an enemy knight to pieces with a few little <laughs> armagers, sort of just soaring away at it. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, then over the Questorus class, they're a, a lot heavier. They're toughness four. They've got way bigger armor values. They've got a lot more damage capacity, literally twice as much because they've got 24 versus 12. Yep. But they're only initiative one. They've got a couple inches left mo- less movement. 
Uh, and because Questorus are like the all-rounder, they don't excel anywhere, they don't actually have a particular special rule to help embody yeah. them. All they've yeah. got is an ion shield that works on core, carapace, and the arms. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it doesn't cover yeah. all areas, but it covers more than, no. obviously, the, yeah. the light ion shield that the armies yeah. have. Yeah. It, it basically leaves the legs undefended because it's defending the weapon platforms in the core mm-hmm. of the night. Yeah. Um, but they make up for it by having... First off, they can mount a ton of guns because they have the options that Questorus class knights have yep. in 40k. Uh, but they also, you know, just have so much versatility. Like, you can kit them out for hunting armigers with just Gatling cannons and um, missile pods and things like that. Uh, you can kit them out for hunting other knights with thermal cannons, which are melters, but they're strength 5 instead of strength 4, and uh, they have an 18-inch range on their melter ability and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're really versatile just in their loadout. Um, and my, my favorite dumb thing is the Thunderstrike Gauntlet has Bombard 3, because <laughs> I like the idea it's just this big clumsy weapon, but even if you nearly miss, you might still like hit the ground and upset the knight enough that you tilt it and, <laughs> you know, catch a glancing blow. Uh, so essentially the balance here is Chainswords make more attacks, and on sixes to hit, they reduce your armor value permanently. But Thunderstrike Gauntlets are stronger, make a couple less, well, make one less attack, but there's a chance to hit even if they miss. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, yeah. So, like that, uh, we move to the Serastus. Uh, they're about the same toughness as a Questorus, but they move a little faster. They've got better initiative and just a couple points more damage capacity because they have a few more wounds. Uh, and Serastus have the same Ion Shield as Questorus, but they get the Agile from the Armago because look at them. Yeah. <laughs> look at these knights with their sprinting legs. Yeah. 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 Um, they're, they're, the big advantage of being uh, a Serastus actually is your carapace has a capacity of zero because you don't have any carapace weapons as a Serastus knight. No, no that's true. Um, yeah. So yeah. one of the hit locations you you are happy to ignore, essentially. Mm-hmm. So like, that's actually a decently good advantage is mm. you're not always going to be losing damage capacity if they keep bopping on your on your carapace it's <laughs> unlikely to happen but you know it's a nice little thing yeah. uh obviously they're a little they're a little more um light on weapon options because they don't carry a lot of guns uh that their other downside is they each carry at most two weapons basically yeah, but they got they got uh, the cool stuff like oh they, like got, shock they got the really cool shields. stuff oh man <laughs> I, I love the shock lance uh so the shock lance is a melee weapon it's rapid three it's strength eight so uh, you're penetrating a Questorus Knight's armor automatically in most cases with that, mm-hmm. plus the D6. Um, but if you charged, you do an extra point of damage whenever you make a successful armor test, uh, armor penetration test. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? You're, you're yeah, literally skewering yeah. all the way through. Um, and the Lancer's Shield, while it's not crippled, you get two more armor on the core and left arm because it's holding the shield in front of itself. And, yeah, uh, and, but, and the core. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I made the shield a defense weapon, so you can't actually fight with the shield in melee uh, during the fight phase. Fa- well, you could, I guess, but why would you? You've got the lance. Yeah. Um, but but during the shooting phase, that means you can make one hit with the shield, and I love the idea of a lancer rushing in, shield bashing an enemy knight, and then <laughs> stabbing it. Like the like the uh, the 300 Spartans style yeah. for fighting. <laughs> it's slow yeah. motion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Then we get over to the Dominus. They are a lot slower than the other knights. They're only 10 inch. Uh, they have a zero to initiative, but they got good damage capacity, uh, decent toughness, really good armor values. Uh, so the same toughness as a Questorus Knight, but yep. their armor, the armor values are all higher. Uh, plus their ion shield covers the entire knight because yep. they're a big sturdy weapons platform. Definitely. Uh, yep. and, yeah. And they have steady platform. So Dominus class knights add plus one to attack rolls with ranged weapons if they are suffering any penalties to the roll. So basically, if they've only got a minus one to hit because of whatever, they're rolling flat. Yeah. Yeah. And as the basically the idea is as the guns get damaged and as the knight gets damaged, it's still big and sturdy enough that it's providing a really steady aiming platform. Yeah, which is what yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and they've got some pretty good weapons. Um, <laughs> uh, I also figured out how to do plasma overcharge. So, for example, the plasma is always overcharged because why would you not use overcharge <laughs> in this case? True. <laughs> yeah, um, true. And so it's it's a rapid two, bombard three, strength four. But on on an unmodified one to hit, you take a strength four hit to this weapon's arm. So yeah. basically, if it overcharges, the cannon has a chance of melting itself. Yeah. Just a little chance, because you've still got all your armor and shielding mm-hmm. there. But yeah, um, the shield breaker missiles ignore ion shields, because of course. Yep, that's um, what they're for. Yep. The Thunder Coil Harpoon only has a 12-inch range, but it's an assault weapon. It's strength 8, and it rolls two dice and adds both of them when making armor penetration Ooh. tests. So I imagine, yeah, it's it's eight plus two d six. So I imagine this this knight running up and just rolling a twenty on an armor penetration <laughs> test, and you know, it, you know, if you hit the core, you say they've got a combined total of six, you've done fourteen damage to the core with the half. It's it's cinematic. The harpoon will yeah. kill things. Yeah, yeah. But that's um, again, that's that's what it should be. But yeah. then they've got to get close enough to do it, mm. and it may not pay yeah. off. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then the Volcano Lance's big thing is it's Bombard 5, because it's a big volcano blast, basically. Uh, but its fun thing is it ignores three points of armor value when it makes armor penetration tests. Mm-hmm. So even if you miss and get a hit on the Bombard where you're rolling to picking the lowest, because it's melting the enemy knight to pieces, uh, you still ignore a whole bunch of armor, effectively. Mm. Yeah. So e- even on a bad roll, you're rolling decently well. Uh, and the final one is the Acastus Knight, um, which is the Porphyrian and I forget the name of the other variant, but uh, they're cool. They are slow as hell, <laughs> but they're the only knights with a two-up ballistic skill. Yeah. Uh, I love them, so I've given them their old stats before the FAQ, where they've got a two-up ballistic skill and a higher toughness. Um, but they're also minus one to initiative and big, big armor, big damage capacities. Uh, they've got eight points on their core. And their core has like a combined total of eleven before you add in the shielding. <laughs> so like th- these guys are tough. Yep. Uh, this is this is why I want to tweak the numbers with playtesting because I don't know if they're too tough. But also I don't <laughs> own one to test with, so I'd have to use like a Brax doll or oh, something. Oh, there's that um, excuse. Oh, I'm gonna have to get one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um. So they have a super heavy ion shield. So they're all the other ion shields add one point. Theirs add two to the core and arms and one to everything else. Okay. Uh, so their their shielding is more effective because they're big, heavy dudes. Um, mm-hmm. And because they're a mobile fortress, they just straight up ignore penalties to hit during the shooting phase. Cool. Like yeah. they they don't care. They are they are a stable platform on steroids. Um, and and their weapons are pretty cool. Um, so they got like the mortars that ignore cover. They've got the conversion beamers that get stronger the further away they are. Um, 
I like Volkite because if you roll a 6 on the armor penetration test, they're only strength 3, but if you roll a 6, it always does at least 1 damage. Yeah. Because, like, the Volkites do mortal wounds on 6s mm-hmm. in 40k. Um, and the mag- twin Magna Laz Cannons, they're just two big Laz Cannons with an extra point to armor penetration because they're cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I really want one of these. I'm never going to get one. They're so cool, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like I did an all right job of converting the various weapon types over that that was most of this thing was figuring out how to how to change all these weapons to a slightly simpler less roll heavy system um but i'm pretty happy with it uh like i said most of the tweaking i think is going to be in the toughness and armor value regions Mm -hmm. and that's just going to be play testing because against some of these like an armago going up against a dominus or a castus knight is never going to do anything until something's happened to take the shielding down or yep. it gets into melee with a with a chain cleaver um so like yeah it, it there, there has to be a semblance of balance in here somewhere so we're going to find that with some play testing um <laughs> people people should play this and tell us what what you think yeah. get some feedback so we can yeah. uh figure out what the right levels are in mm. all of this yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. I mean that's the thing with this whole project, if you want to call it that. It, it's, it, you know, it, we're just, you know, spitballing ideas at the moment. And mm. ultimately, if anyone comes up with something better or another suggestion, you know, as you're listening to this, you know, contact us, let us know, you know, because, mm. you know, it's, it's going to be ever-evolving, um, like mm. any sort of game system, really. Um, and, you know, balance is always going to be the, the, the tough point of any, you know, these mm. sort of games, really. And it's, I mean... That's what I mean. I, I think your initial, you know, uh, stab at most of these are, are spot on. But again, I think until you see the numbers and and such, like you're not going to know that. But then that's what every other mm. you know game company does. <laughs> not that we're a game company, but you know no, that's what they no. do. They they, they play test it or should do anyway. Well, play test mm. it and see. <laughs> I know that's a contentious subject, but you know, at the end of the day, that's what should happen and you, you know you should see mm. what where things go a, a bit awry but then you it the, uh, to me i think the balance for this is it is about it being fun you want those moments yeah. where you know just a you know someone spears the other night with oh, one yeah. hit with a lance and it oh, just ca- yeah. you know, completely not, takes them out and that's great yeah but then it oh, could yeah. be it, you could have a scenario where that, that same scenario happens but then it blows up and takes out the other yeah. night. At the yeah, same exactly, time, you exactly. Know, it, just, it just wants oh, to, you know, it's not like, mm. even though we w- it would be cool to do sort of tawny play and things like that, it, it, this is supposed to be mm. just, you know, fun really, just a, you know, a bit, a bit, like oh, War, yeah. a bit like Warcry, you know, you can have a tournament <laughs> about it, but ultimately Warcry is about having fun and having, mm. you know, scenarios that, that uh, dictate that and and that's what i think would be really cool as well is you know later down the line is how is throw in random things that can happen i don't mean just Mm. the initiative roles but i think you know just things that can like you could have something like a a table where you roll on it and like the you know the ground is uneven in that particular part of the battlefield and it it causes problems with movement for example Mm. you know and things Mm. like that where it just you know like like we're seeing with um some of the other games where, you know, you can have random things getting involved. I think that would be quite cool, mm. you know, where it's not just yeah. completely cut and dry. You know, there's other factors that, uh, you know, that mm. take place mm. or, you know, someone, yeah. you know, someone lets off like an EMP type thing. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like for, what, for one turn, both, you know, all ion shields are down or something like yeah. that. And, it, and yeah. you know, you've got to take advantage. And, and I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I wouldn't, 
personally, I mean, you may disagree. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see stratagems or anything in this particularly because no, I think no. um, I think it would, again it it would add too much complexity because you don't want it to be too mm. complicated. But I think having having something where you're in control of certain things, you can tr- you know ultimately you can you control what knight you bring to the table, you control what weapons mm. within reason. Again, that's where I think that tier thing yeah. would would be handy or points whatever gets decided mm. on. So you know, make it within reason as fair as possible you then control obviously the house slash if they're a free mm. blade and also you could then control you know choose whether obviously a chaos or uh, imperial knight mm. and that can have yeah you know its own um factors with that as well but then then once you've that you know a bit like normal games where you've chosen what you're bringing with you then the rest of it is down to a your decision making in the game and then b the mm. fate of you know dice rolls you know, things oh, not yeah. coming off yeah. or, you know, external <laughs> factors that can affect the game. So, mm. you know, mm. cool. Okay. Yeah, much. yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's, you know, as a, as a starting point, um, I think that's mm. really good. I mean, I hope, cause I think, mm. I think we'll sort of, you know, stop this part here now. Cause I think, mm. you know, I think we've, you know, we've covered well, obviously your initial draft plus we've, you know, added a few yeah. extra ideas. I think you've oh, yeah. got a few notes to, <laughs> to, to, I have many to, notes. I've got about a page of notes. <laughs> so yeah, I think, um, you know, we could be here all day with it, but I think until you, I think, I think until playtesting happens, I think there's, you know, that then that's when it can, uh, go to a next level. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, if we can make it something, I think that'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to have this oh, thing yeah. in the community as a, mm. as a thing. I mean, mm. at the moment, the, uh, the, What's it? Code name is Adeptus Duellum or Duem. Yeah, as the yeah. Uh, which I think is Latin for jewel. Mm. <laughs> um, Might work on that a little. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> what what we'll do is you know, and anyway, again, if you're listening and you got a suggestion, think of you know, think of a cool name for this game mm, in quote please. marks. You know, you know just think yeah. of a cool name that we could you know call this. Uh, you know, Wrath of the you know the God Machines, mm. Wrath of the Knights, and you know, something cool. <laughs> something cool um, yeah, that we could think of. Um, but that's it's the call. Time that's to duel. So yeah, if you can think of anything, if if we don't, then you know, let us know. Really, um, cool. Um, I think what we'll do, um, because obviously we're about to wrap up now, but obviously you know this has been our second anniversary episode. Um, mm. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh uh, man, it really we've is. Got to. two years and we were looking before the show that we've in that two years we're two minutes shy not include obviously not including this episode but we're two minutes Mm. shy of 150 hours of podcast that we've recorded you know all our all our episodes combined what a lot of faff yeah (laughs) i know god imagine because i hope you know there may be people that have listened to all 150 hours of that oh god i mean to to be fair i've lived i've lived through at least 160 of it because i listened back to some things (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and it's 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 crazy when you do the numbers like um i went off i'll look afterwards but like when i do Mm. the editing it sort of you know my the program I use tells me how, how long I've used it. And obviously I've only ever used this program for editing. And it's like mm. the amount of hours is just like Ooh. ridiculous, like 200 yeah. hours plus, you know, of <laughs> editing. Can. And it's like, it's crazy when you sort of break it down. It's like, you've, you know, you've used it 177 times. It's like, what? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no. And again, I know we've said this, like when we did the end of year one, obviously a few months ago at the end of, of 2019, but again, it's, you know, a big thank you to, everyone that listens to us i mean it's crazy mm. to think we're two years into this now you know this is oh, an yeah. idea that 
I, I, well, I, I always remember it was, I was, I think I was like, yeah, I was away with my wife and a couple of friends. We were sort of staying away for a weekend in like a, like a little cabin type thing. And I think mm. I just messaged you saying, Hey, should we do a Warhammer podcast? And yeah, you know, and yeah. And here we are two years later. It's weird. And we're, you know, we, we've yeah. got a lovely community. We're part of the bigger community, you know, the, mm. as such. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we've, you know, we've done meetups, <laughs> we've done competitions. Um, mm. you know, we've rubbed uh, shoulders with community royalty. Exactly. Yeah. We've had, you know, we've interviewed Black Library authors and, and other, mm. you know, we've had other great guests on here. We've done a mental health episode. We've, we did, a, you know, a year ago, we did, uh, we played Wrath and Glory, you know, as our first yeah. anniversary episode um you know we we've you know as we've rambled we've you know done a well cameron's done a lot of hobby stuff over the years i'm playing catch up at the moment you know we've (laughs) we've you know we've in these two years we've read a lot of novels you know we covered Mm. quite a lot of them uh you know we've when i say we've you know we've both entered the black library submissions you know in last Mm. year and you know and 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 yeah, it's it's crazy, you know. And I mean, two years is a long time, but then when you sort of break it down, well, what we've done in that is really cool, you know. And it's oh yeah, we keep going, and it's and hopefully mm. these two years have been enjoyable for everyone listening. It's been great for us doing these, so <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, very humbling. Oh man, oh it's been incredible. Yeah, I love all of you. Thank you for <laughs> listening to our dumb bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two guys, especially if you sat through the last hour and 20 minutes of what we we're talking about yeah i know yeah but ho- hopefully <laughs> i know it's a, it was a difficult one to sort of come across because obviously we're we're reading mm. out rules that you know that uh yeah not yeah don't exist technically it's but you know oh, hopefully we'll, we'll include a link to a google doc in the yeah. show notes yeah we'll yeah. we'll do that and uh hopefully you can sort of get the gist of what we're talking about but again like mm. like i said if you've got any ideas or suggestions um let us know uh and again that same applies to us in the podcast in general if there's any mm. like we always say if there's any subjects or books or you know history topics in warhammer that you want us to cover we will do um we've got the mm. the next sort of i think four or five episode topics planned roughly you know um, yeah sort yeah. of you know i mean they're all they can always change at any point we're not that rigid with them but yeah like cameron <laughs> said earlier we've got you know sisters of battle codex coming up we've got you know wrath mm-hmm. of the ever chosen at some point i think T- uh, Tyrion and teclas we're going to do a backstory yep. about them mm-hmm. um bellacore i think that's another one that we're mm-hmm. be quite cool to do so yeah you know we've got some a few- point we've got to do black pyramid <laughs> we have to do black pyramid. yeah exactly it's uh i mean that's that's the beauty of it we've got so many things that we can cover and mm. i suppose we hope we get a good balance because you know we try to cover novels then we'll do the odd codex or battle tome uh oh, again, yeah. talking of it seraphon will be out hopefully soon realm lords oh, will be out please. soon you know re- sons of when yeah <laughs> sons of Mat, exactly so again realistically we're going to probably cover most of those if not all of them um mm. but yeah you know we try to then do like i said our history lessons if you want to call them that where we talk about you know things that have happened in in the history of uh, warhammer so yeah and again we're going to carry on trying to do the old special you know we've got a few guest mm. episodes that we've got you know well i say planned we need to i need to contact them again and just get <laughs> stuff arranged uh you know and I, we'll you know when we get chance we'll carry on doing the warhammer waffles i know we've we done three or four um and you know we'll mm. again i suppose now we're up to normal sort of uh you know back to recording i suppose we'll just do the waffles you know here and there yeah yeah um 
Yeah, you know, so yeah, it's you know, we 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 I suppose ultimately we we always try to keep a balance in the sense of we try to just do stuff either that we ultimately we like to talk about as well. I know that hmm. may sound a little oh, yeah. bit selfish, but it's not. I suppose <laughs> it, you know, it's nice to talk about. I mean, obviously all the things are interesting, but it's nice to talk about the things that you like, you know, as opposed to oh, we, hmm. I suppose we better do this, you know. Luckily that's yeah, never really been a, a thing. No, no. Like I feel it would be a very different, very uninteresting show if we talked about what we thought we should talk about as opposed yeah. to what we wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah exactly mm. i think i think that we're lucky that because we we're pretty general in the sense that you know we're not a competitive mm. show where you know we just i mean obviously law is our main thing but obviously we you know we do deviate from that and talk about other things <laughs> in regards to the hobby and obviously we do the news and obviously what we, we we've been working on so i suppose it's nice that we you know if, let's be honest if we don't want to cover something we won't because we mm. you know we don't need to really we'll sort of cover what what uh but again at the same time there's certain things that crop up especially it's when it's new stuff i think like you know like when the bone reapers Battle Tome came out, mm. you know, a few months ago. That's yeah. a given. You know, they're brand new. We need to cover them. You know, it's uh, not need yeah. to, but yeah. it's, it feels right to to cover mm. new, you know, brand new stuff. But when oh, it's yeah. a, when it's Absolutely. an update of something, it's a bit different, and it's down to really, I suppose, mm. if we feel it's it warranted or not. And and to be honest, yeah. especially yeah. the the rate of the codexes and Battle Tomes, it's oh, not. It's it wouldn't be really doable. Yeah. I don't think if you know. There's a reason only, we're not covering Psychic Awakening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just wouldn't be too feasible. many of them. Yeah, too many. Yeah. And uh, you know, and again, I think also financially, it'd just be too much. Just buy. You oh know, God, yeah, it costs a lot to buy Look, these books. <laughs> I got to pay rent. Okay, yeah, I got to exactly. pay rent. I don't earn money over the summer. It's yeah. rough. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, like, like we always say, if there's anything you feel you want us to do, or even do a special, you know, if you think there's like there's a mm. topic, because again, I I think one thing that you know, we've said previously about it would be cool if we did like a, a Warhammer video game special where we mm. talk about the various video games and, and yeah, stuff. So need to do more you know, of that. Exactly. <laughs> so if there's anything like that that you think, yeah, you know, it, it, it wouldn't, it didn't, it wouldn't be a discussion topic. It, you know, it wouldn't be a, a law topic, but it's something, you know, that we could do like a, you know, one hour special on, mm. or, you know, longer. We'll, we'll do that as well. So never feel, yeah. you know, frightened to ever suggest those sort of things because we will always definitely uh, consider it. So, yeah, so we'll um, wrap up now. <laughs> At last, after that <laughs> little waffle. Um, so, <laughs> Cameron, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Very important after this episode. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin. And before I forget, check out Colin or at Cold Open Stories uh, because. They are record. Uh, they're doing auditions for a fan-made Warhammer audio drama, co-written mm. by your friend and mine, Stephen Rhodes. Yes. Um, I'm hoping to audition myself, but look, the more of the people that get involved, the more chance we get something truly amazing out of this. So mm. uh, go check that out because that'll Definitely. be cool, and I'm excited to see where that's going. Yeah. Um, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, you can find me also on Twitter at Ninja Badger Seven, number seven. Uh, obviously, you can on, find our podcast on Twitter as well, where our main social media is at Realm and Ruin. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the start of the show, any ways you want to support us or you know, contact us, or in the show notes as well. So, yeah, we're two years down now, and mm. here is too many more. So, as yes, always, at least two more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes, please. That would be nice. Now we'll we'll carry on until. 
we carry on until the emperor <laughs> yeah. comes back um <laughs> until we drown in gray plastic yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so i hope you've enjoyed this one and as always we'll catch you on the next one bye ta-ra